Recording in progress. Okay, one minute of podcast time because we're over time. Solitaire has been messing up with his internet. He's been trying to troubleshoot it the whole time. Sorry, everyone, that you're tuning in now for the first time. This is our third time trying to record. I'm going to have welcome, everybody. Thursday, August the 19th, (laughs) hashtag uncensored podcast version. We've got to rush through this. Nina's Uh, back. I'm calling up. I'm calling up. Uh, yes, right. Nina's back, 100%. That's, that's first and foremost. That's what I was getting to the for, before I had all these technical difficulties. And I have to call out my service provider, Bell. Oh, Yo, that's your service provider. We were trying to figure out who your service provider was while you were troubleshooting. Bell. And first I was yes. saying Dollarama. And then I was saying Canadian Tire. Canadian Tire. But it's not. Actually, uh, actually, it's Doug Ford's Wireless. Right. Doug Ford's wireless. Doug Ford wireless. That's it. It might as well be. Anyway, no. yeah. that's slander. No, that's absolutely not true. Yes, but it, it is Bell and it's spotty. And I don't know why, because I don't change my setup. So it was quite frustrating. But ladies and gentlemen, regardless, we're here. We're ready to get into the show. We appreciate y'all tuning in each and every week. I'm curious, hashtag though. Hashtag Vibe 105. Nina, what's What's your that? service provider? Rogers. Okay. I'm Texas. Oh, the arch enemy. So we're like arch enemies. That's probably why they try to sabotage me. Uh-oh, he's glitching again a little bit. Yeah, he, not really. He's still there. Okay. Yeah, I'm not still here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we got to get into radio. Hold on. Let me get set here because uh, we're way over time. But thank you, everybody, right. for tuning in and listening to the show. And big shouts again to uh, Dean Dory Tunstall, who yes. Uh, yes. came through last week and blessed us with their presence and helped the show yeah. be good and all that stuff. So, Dory, if you're listening to the podcast, we love you. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Dory. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Solitaire, uh, you can start whenever. Ladies and gentlemen, you are hearing the sound of my voice. That means it is Saturday, August the 21st, and you are tuned into Vibe 105's own hashtag. Every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., yours truly, Solitaire, DJ Ready Fox and no better Nina. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, folks. Nina's back. Nina sounds back. as energetic as usual. <laughs> I'm back. We're glad to have you back, Nina. How you how you feel? How you doing? Good, good. I'm glad to be back. Got yeah. some rest? Yeah, got some rest. Got some R and R. Nice. R and R hitting the gym, working yep. out your worries. Adulting's exhausting, yep, exactly. man. Adulting's Adulting exhausting. Is- extremely exhausting <laughs> i'm just not a morning person you know neither am no, i, no, I feel neither yeah. am i was it when we were coming into the studio saturday mornings it was was not easy no, it, was it was not, not. easy especially I, I, when we went out the night before <laughs> right yeah we we could always tell when nina went out the night before when we we're in the Facts. radio station on a saturday morning <laughs> the way the body language do you remember the one time i actually managed to like I went out the night before and I didn't even make it to the show. Like you guys called me like literally 10 minutes before I started. I was like, yeah. where are you? And I'm like, holy crap. Yep, After that, I, I stopped that. going out before the show. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Those are that, that, that's that caravana flex where you, you go out and then you have to work the next day kind of thing. I used to do that all the time. Every caravana, I would have to work the Tuesday, but I would have been out the Monday night. Because, you know, the last Monday of Caravana Weekend used to be just so good. There was always something on the Monday night, and I would pay that price, that dear, dear price, Tuesday morning. Oh, man. As you you mentioned, Caravana, I'm so – I just realized that we would have been just kind of coming off the post-Caravana high last – whatever it would have been. Like, oh, 
I just thought about that. It kind of passed by really didn't, you know, there was, there was events, but I, I, I'm not going to lie. I I was out of the loop. The only thing I heard was they were going to have like a, uh, um, a Caribbean food festival in place of the parade. I I don't know how it went, but I'm, I'm, I'm sad that it was, you know, I'm starting to see more events happening now though. I'm seeing people having boat cruises again and stuff like that or whatever. So it seems like there are more, at least Soka events or whatever, especially big shouts to Vibe 105's own DOC, who's always Mm -hmm. doing uh, parties and stuff or whatever. That's how I, that's how I see what's going on with the Soka world is through DOC. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I went on a boat cruise. Oh, you did. I did. To where? I did. I had a lot of fun. Okay. That sounds like you had too much fun. (laughs) Well, you know, it was my first outing, you okay. know, but it was a- and on a boat, so and it was nice and breezy. Any anxiety about being out amongst people after no, being on lockdown no, for so long? Really. I can't say I can't say that I did. I can't say that I, I was out with some, you know, fellow vaccinated people. I don't know. I can't speak for everybody on the boat, but they were taking, you know, they were taking the temperature at, uh, upon entry. I don't know how thorough it was, but I made sure that you know I was I was you know. And they didn't ask. And protected. They didn't ask people, "Are you vaccinated or not, or anything like that?" No, I don't think any. (laughs) I don't think anybody that goes to the boat cruises that I go to are are ready for that just yet. All right, all right, all right, cool. Well, let's get on with it. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, we of course enjoy having you listen to us and support us at Vibe One Hundred. Sorry, at Vibe One Hundred Five, of course. At Vibe One Hundred Five To is the station's Instagram and Twitter, and our Twitter and Instagram is at hashtag vibe 105 so continue continue to listen to the show please yeah support us yeah uh yeah yeah absolutely more people are continuing to listen to the show as the word gets out there of course we appreciate all of your support continued support so like subscribe share with your friend tell a friend to tell a friend and on that note i will throw over to no better nina for this week's poll question of the week nina Okay, so I don't know what we asked two weeks ago. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> we kept we kept it we kept it uh, we pretty much just uh, waited until you came back to guide us on this. <laughs> we okay. reread right. we reread the old poll question from before when you were taking oh. your break and everything. So and, and we don't did, even know. Follow, and we did not follow up on the stats. Either. Yeah, you know, okay, we're horrible pollsters without you. Nina. Okay. So we don't know. Yeah, we don't know what happened. Just go on our Twitter page and scroll through our feed and find the polls. There you go. Um, Okay, so this week we're asking, when do you think Kanye will drop his album? The options are after his Chicago listening party, never, or when Drake drops. So head over to at hashtag Vibe105 on Twitter to make your vote count. Uh, We're going to talk about that in music news. Yeah, I want to talk about that in music news because I don't think, never is not the option, but I really think it's more so. Honestly, never is a possibility with Kanye. I I was about to say, we used to, remember when we used to say that about Dre's album? That's different. You talk about what the, it, you talk it? about the detox album. Yeah, is right. it though? Is it? That's become almost mythical now. The detox album, like, and, it, like and that's it, what's happening here. No, but and, no. He, and it never. He released an album, but detox never came out. Right. No, but that's the point. Is that Kanye's already had multiple albums come out and all that. Like, how many albums does Dr. Dre actually have under his name? Maybe what two? I, I mean, think. for yeah, for himself. Yeah, as for an artist, himself. So me, that's yeah. the whole thing. Like yeah. us waiting for that detox album to come out, which it never did. That's become mythic now, but this whole Donda thing, it's coming out. We just don't know when. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk yeah. about it. Pretty exciting. Yep. Okay, so head over to <laughs> hashtag Vibe 105 on Twitter to make your vote count. Thank you. See how excited Nina is about it? That's how you know. The are, you lo- are you looking forward <laughs> really to it, hot. Nina? When it comes out, are you yeah. going to listen to it? Oh, 
yeah, I, I don't think it's a it's a Christian album. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like so, I'll listen to it. So if it was a gospel album, you're saying you wouldn't listen to it, Nina? Because I wouldn't. No, I didn't. Yeah, I did not listen to the other gospel album. And like, I'm also not Christian, so I don't know anything about the Bible and stuff. So like, I bet you know yeah. more than most. Like, it people. doesn't. It doesn't. It like it like it wouldn't resonate with me. You know, like I'm the kind of person that like music really resonates with me. So like, yeah. you know what I saw. Basic, ba- I, I saw a funny meme where they were talking about what gospel music is. It's just gospel music is someone just griping about or singing love to just one person. Always in every <laughs> single song, every dedication, every like, everything about it is always towards one person, which I guess is it's either true. God it's or true. Jesus, however you want to look it's at true. it. But yeah. It's so true. The, Nina's basically uh, said she's not, re- she's not ready to exercise her demons yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're offending all like... the church people that listen to hashtag right now. <laughs> She's sorry, like, guys. yeah. What's that? I said, sorry, guys. <laughs> it's not that I'm not insulting the religion in any way. I just wouldn't understand no, no. it. Yeah. No, no, of course, of course. All right. Um, well, thank. We're definitely looking forward. Obviously, there's a lot to say in that conversation, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, but right now, ladies and gentlemen, is of course the time that we take to go through this week's headlines from the perspective and eyes of hashtag uh, mostly me, but uh, Ready Fox and Nina obviously contribute as well. It is time for this week's Have You Heard? <laughs> Smooth. Okay. Starting off, um, it's, there's no way to really kind of get into a segue about this, but um, Haiti, once again, just over 10 years later, has suffered yet another tragic earthquake. <sighs> Um, a 7.2 magnitude earthquake hit the uh, the island nation uh, last week, Saturday, August the 14th, um, devastated the island. Uh, as of late Wednesday, Haiti's Civil Protection Agency uh, said that the number of deaths from the earthquake ha- had been raised to uh, 2189 from earlier counts of 1941 and said, uh, over 12,268 people were injured. Dozen of, dozens of people are still missing. I'm sure those numbers are uh, have probably gone up by the time we're recording oh, this. Um, how, how do you feel? <laughs> I mean, it's obviously I devastated, but did you guys hear about this tragedy? Like, how did it resonate with you as far as like, especially recognizing like, how could a nation that is really still rebuilding from the last devastating earthquake being hit with another one, you know, how did that impact you emotionally? Ready, I'll start with you. Oh, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Like, um, just knowing the history of Haiti all over and just how France screwed them over and all that is already bad enough mm-hmm. as it is. And then with that, um, was it, was it, was a tsunami that they had to deal with? The, no, it was an earthquake. It was an earthquake. And then there was yeah. an ensuing tsunami from it up from right. the earthquake kind as of, well, too. It's almost like the same thing that's happening right now because they're, they're still having, like, aftershocks and, like, uh, they're flooding. And, right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just yeah. horrible. Like, my heart goes out to them. And um, a good friend of mine, too, he actually goes down there to work with people directly to help them or whatever. And I haven't had a chance to reach out to him yet just to ask him how he's doing because I'm sure he knows a lot of people that are affected by this. But yeah. um, right. just for people to be aware of, too, when it comes to Haiti – Geographically speaking, apparently, and I didn't know this until the second earthquake, is that they're sitting on two fault lines yeah. um, on Haiti, which is why they're prone to be kind of, you know, in the path of these natural disasters or whatever, that they're, they're sitting on two fault lines there. So yeah. it's just, yeah. it's, I, my heart just goes out to them, and I just hope that they can, um, you know, pick up the pieces from this. 
Yeah. And, and, and you know, it just kind of brings to mind the, a lot of the, the, the chaos and corruption, you know, organizations who are collecting money, raising money to send to Haiti, funds that never got there. You know, it was just really a disaster. And, you know, finding a way to make sure that your donation reaches its intended target has, has really been brought under a critical eye. And now that this is happening all over again, you know, uh, we're trying to figure out what the best way is to make donations. There's international aid workers who are currently on the ground. Uh, hospitals uh, in the worst hit areas are mostly incapacitated, and there's a desperate need for things like medical equipment. But, you know, in in, in realization of the corruption that happened, uh, oddly enough, the government said that uh, told at least one foreign organization that's been operating in the country that it did not need assistance from hundreds of its medical volunteers. So it's really a kind of a stressful situation. As you can imagine, you know, people want to make sure that their donations get to the right place. Um, There is an organization called the core group founded by Sean Penn, who uh, their organization said they're resolutely committed to working alongside national and local authorities to ensure that impact the people in Areas receive adequate assistance as soon as possible. They're asking for cash donations. Try not to send money to unrecognized charities. Red Cross, I think, is a pretty reputable organization. They make sure that they're working with the Red Cross, uh, their counterparts in Haiti on the ground. And also, uh, just something to be mindful of is try not to send, uh, try to stick to sending monetary donations and avoid sending packages because apparently that creates a, a, a real, like, you know, a logistic nightmare on the ground. So monetary donations are best. Find an organization that you trust and feel is reputable, uh, redcross.ca, if you don't know and you want to find a way to help out. And just real quick, Nina, you saw this. Did you see the story? What was your first impressions of it? Yeah, I saw it. And um, yeah, like it sucks. And it's like one of those things that like, it's not like the people of Haiti can do anything about like, you know what I mean? Like it's just a natural disaster and it's super unfortunate. And it's not like, you know, like not everybody has the luxury of just getting up and moving and getting out of a place that's sitting on a bad part of the world. You know what I mean? So it's super like, yeah, like my heart goes out to them. It's really sad and it's unfortunate. And yeah. And I wonder what's going to happen now just with the pandemic on the go too. Like this is just going to make it easier. I think for like, they can't even worry about, stuff like wearing masks and social distancing now when they literally are pulling people out of rebel and stuff right now like uh i don't know it's just it's a bad look all around and france should be the first country that should be stepping up to help them you you would th- yeah, hey listen 100 <laughs> percent. you know what i mean like and anybody who wants to you know has snide remarks to say about haiti is some kind of like jinx or any Kick kind rocks, of nonsense yeah, exactly yeah. leave it at that and ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, move on to some better news. Uh, Mishy Me, big shouts out to the godmother of Canadian rap, is scheduled to release her memoir in 2023, oh, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. Round of applause. Shouts awesome. out to the queen. Uh, she's set to release her memoir about her rise as the godmother of Canadian rap. Random House Canada has secured the rights to the artist's story of breaking through in a male-dominated genre like hip-hop. To bring global attention to Canada's hip-hop scene, the memoir will trace Mishy's life and lyrics over her four decade long career ladies and gentlemen she has paved the way for future hit makers as the first canadian hip-hop star to be signed to a u.s label 
The as yet untitled memoir is expected to hit shelves in fall of 2023. Of course, uh, Mishy was born in Jamaica (laughs) (laughs) and grew up in Toronto's Jane and Finch neighborhood and showed her early command of rhyme when she started competing in rap battles at the tender young age of 14 years old. Hmm. Uh, She fought to overcome the racism and sexism that pervaded the music industry in the late 80s, 1980s and 1990s. Uh, prior to when Nina became uh, a twinkle in her parents' eye. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Quoted uh, to speak about her experiences. No one wants to hear what a rapper girl has to say, uh, Mishy said in a statement. They want to know, okay, who's the black guy in charge of her and who's the white guy in charge of him? Mm. Talk the things, (laughs) you know? So, um yeah, shouts out to her. Definitely looking forward to, uh, you know, it's always great when a Canadian hip-hop icon documents their uh, their career journey. So shouts out to Michi Me. Are you going to get uh, it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of me course. too. I'm going to get it for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, uh, I think we'll probably, this story will take us into the news break. Uh, Scammer Doug, a.k.a. Doug <laughs> Fail, a.k.a. The Big Fail, a.k.a. Uh, Dictator Doug. Uh, am I missing anyone? Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's it. Doug Fail. I think that's a, the uh, big fail. Is uh, is uh, uh, to add to his uh, his repertoire of of, uh, of deviousness uh, since becoming premier. He's now officially a scammer. He's premier scammer. Uh, <laughs> scammer the, Doug. Uh, the Ontario Progressive Conservatives are under fire after sending out uh, what appears to be uh, in like what looks like a request for donations, but designed to look like invoices crazy. to say that yeah, I, th- when I saw this story, okay, before we get into the details of it, when you saw the story, I just saw the headliner, the headline of it. And I was like, no, this has got to be like a, a onion story. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's got to, <laughs> this cannot be real. Like in 2021, so tell me, did you? What was your first response when you heard this story? If you heard this story uh, about the story before me talk to, talking about it now, Nina. Uh, I saw this and I was like, "Damn, your time is up in office, buddy." Because <laughs> I hopefully. hope you're right. People are not happy with this. I feel like even the people who voted for him are not happy with this. And think about like like old people who like really thought it was an invoice or something, you know? Right. Like, that's bad. Yeah, yeah. Now, why would he think this was a good idea? I don't understand. He's gonna blame dumb it on Doug. some they're, they're... dumb Doug. That's what you forgot. Dumb Doug. Dumb Doug. Yeah, dumb you might as well. Be... I, I'm not. That's a new one. I, I've not. I've not heard that one. Man, that's a new Thank one. Thank you. I thought this was very Trumpy. That's the first thing I thought of. That because Trump yeah. did this same sort of stuff even after he lost the election. He was looking for people to make donations to his get whatever fight the system type foolishness right. or whatever and. When right. people were making donations, they didn't realize they were signing up for giving multiple. Like he's he scammed his followers basically, and it looks like Doug Ford's doing the same thing now. Wow! So um, it looks like uh, on top of the controversy of, I mean, I mind you, as a, as I'm thinking about, it, I can't even remember the specific detail of it, but he was basically restricting the amount of money or time that people were able to buy negative ads or ads targeting the PC government. Am I describing? I'm probably messing up that story, but nevertheless, he's no stranger to controversy. Okay, now this is obviously a a ploy for him to gain uh, funds and supporters going into the 
Ontario election, general election, which would be uh, held on or before June the 2nd, 2022. On June 2nd. Was that on? <laughs> yeah, not before. Oh, I don't know. Well, it says okay. on or before. Oh, okay. right? you know, I, so I, I feel like uh, uh, Anchorman. I'm just reading what's, uh, what's sure, written. Sure, fair enough. <laughs> anyway, so some Ontario, what had happened was some Ontario residents had received mail correspondence asking for them to donate to the PC's election campaign. However, the letters were designed to appear as invoices. Now, there's photos of people holding up this thing, and there is no question that I would get this in the mail and be like, what kind of spam scam is this An right. invoice? I've never done anything or bought anything from the PC party for me to owe them any money. Right. Um, so just above the address box window in red letters, it says important invoice enclosed, which means there's no misconstruing yeah. what they're intending, what their intentions are with sending this out. And right underneath the Ontario PC identification on the upper left-hand side, the body of the letter mentions the word invoice three times. One Kingston, Ontario resident received one such letter instructing that he owed, quote unquote, $800 to the party. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Whose idea was this? Dumb Doug. Duh. Do you think, I, I wonder if... I really think he, it was his own idea, to be you honest. You think it was his idea? And yeah, the thing is sure. that he's not gonna he's not gonna accept he's not gonna take responsibility for something like this. They're gonna blame someone else within the party or whatever, but doesn't that still reflect reflect poorly on him that he's not mm-hmm. in control of what's happening under his own roof kind of thing? And and at some point he had to be made aware of it, and I could see him just doing his fat jiggle belly laugh <laughs> like uh, this is Oops. a great idea. <laughs> like, like no. Like, but I mean, the just the optics of it. Though, I don't understand. I like. Does he not think like this is this is not this is analog? People are going to take pictures. This is going to live on in perpetuity. Talking about, I mean, maybe he's banking on that people will forget. Yeah. I don't know much money he was planning. It was such a. This is clearly some a calculated risk that was. I think that's part of it. I, because we're a year away from the election happening, that this is not going to be on people's minds a year from now. I think they're banking on that. We'll Literally. remind it. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll remind everyone. Now, on top of it all, Elections Ontario says that it does not regulate the contents, the contents of fundraising letters, which obviously they were keenly aware of that before putting this out. So it's easy for them to step back, which inevitably a day after the story broke, it's exactly what they did. They tucked tail and said they apologize uh, for sending out fake invoices to generate campaign donations. In a statement, the PC party said it regrets Oh, it's wo- woeful. At no time was it our intention to mislead our valued supporters. We regret that this correspondence was sent to a limited group of supporters by one of our vendors and will by one of our vendors. I love the the, the way they try to separate themselves. <laughs> of course they are. Of course they are. <laughs> yeah. And they apologize, of course, for any confusion or frustrations this may have caused. You know, Do you, you know who I think would be really upset about this? Aaron O'Toole. Because like, right, right. he's dealing with the election right now, which we have coming up in September. In Doug doesn't have to deal with <laughs> it this. It feels like a couple of weeks. Yeah, he, yeah, Doug doesn't have to deal with any ramifications for something like this, like blowback from people for over a year. But people kind of attach the conservatives, provincial conservatives, to the federal party. So, right, course, you know, this yeah. may reflect bad on the federal conservatives, Aaron O'Toole. Uh, I would have to agree. Nina, yeah. do you agree with that? 
Yeah, that's true. Makes logical sense. Yeah, well, uh, good one, Doug. If you're uh, looking to get your campaign uh, off with a bang, great way to start. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to voting against you. I can't wait. And that's all we have time for this segment of Have You Heard? Ladies and gentlemen, if you're tuned in to Vibe 105, please continue to stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. If you're listening to us on the podcast, stay with us. Longest first segment in the history of hashtag. I'm going to go pee and refill my water bottle. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. And Reddy Fox has no talks. Yeah. No, I'm not seeing nothing. You're halfway responsible for that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's facts. It's facts. I don't know. I guess I got to, I don't know what I should do. Like, I guess I can't allow this to continue. I have to, um, reach out to tech savvy now and say what well, make <laughs> yeah i guess for the and most I think part the, I, I think the most frustrating thing it, it'd be different if you're like going from location to location or you're changing something right it's literally Random. i'm setting up i'm plugging in and one week it's fine one week it's fucking super sketch yeah that's the that's the most frustrating part yeah and and just for everyone that's listening that you may not realize it too because we're going to do an immaculate editing job on this but right. we're having like the worst internet issues. Solitaire started out the night with his internet issues. And then and I was, started, po- started talking mad I shit. Started, I started talking mad shit to him. And then <laughs> my internet said, hold my bear. <laughs> <laughs> See and, how that works. And completely chipped out for a while. And from my perspective, from my end, it looked like you guys were chipping out again. Like right. it was right. like the voices were dragging out. They were turning robotic, all sorts of things. But no, it was me. It was me the whole time. So, bottom if, line, shouldn't have been talking shit. Shouldn't I, have been talking well, shit. It's whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We got to fill in some time here. While we can touch, we can definitely touch on this uh, this last story that we didn't have time for, which uh, is the poll about the most vaxxed Canadians are unsympathetic towards COVID positive unvaccinated people no well you know what i'm gonna talk about it in politics as usual because i planned for talking about it if you didn't get to it which i didn't think you would because i saw you throwing okay. so much stuff so um uh, we could talk about eric clapton refusing to play venues that well were- what do you what do you what do you think about that oh he's, he's just he's an old white guy he's doing what old white guys do he's 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 against he's all about peace love and freedom you're saying free i guess love? so i don't know what it is but um i I don't know anything about Eric Clapton's personality to be shocked by this per se. So it's just like, oh, it's whatever. Whoever, like, he's a rock legend. Rock legend. Like, Eric Clapton, if you don't know who Eric Clapton is, then you don't know music. Simple. Facts. But that's it. And I don't care if you hip hop, opera, country, I don't care what it is. Eric Clapton is a household name. So I don't know who that is. Oh, my God. Right on, right on. I heard him because I heard him say, "If you don't know who Eric Clapton is, you don't know music." You've never heard of Eric Clapton. I got some dinosaur snacks. No, I never heard of them. That's fair. I mean, there's listen. I was born in 1995. The only reason somebody like from Nina's demographic would have heard about Eric Clapton is if he became relevant through some kind of reinterpolation or their parents schooled them on yeah yeah there's there's no way it's not a name that's just okay I take it back I take it back but Jesus man it's (laughs) Eric Clapton yeah we're also we got 20 years on Nina already okay let me ask you this Nina let's let's play who is Nina heard of here and we gotta that's gotta that's gotta be a part of the music segment we should do that like once a week once a week we each pick yeah we pick three artists each of us that we're like 
They're super huge, worldwide known. Okay. But let's ask Nina if they've heard of them because I'm going to ask you now, Nina. Jimi right. Hendrix. Have you heard of Jimi Hendrix? Yeah. Oh, you, can, you cannot answer like that like you're insulted, Nina. You just said you've never heard of That's Eric true. Clapton. Don't... Save generation. Save generation. Okay, I'm, gonna you my, I'm gonna tell you my connection. She because... looks if you could see the look on Nina's face, podcasters, when I asked her and she's like, Yeah, like me. I insulted her. Like because I Jimi Hendrix, he's like a rock star, right? So, so is, Eric, is Eric Clapton. So is Eric okay, Clapton. Okay, but Jimi Hendrix, but the reason I know Jimi Hendrix is because Future made his album Future Hendrix referring to uh, Jimi Hendrix. See, but you so, see what I'm saying? But that's my connection. Ready Fox, to my point, that's exactly what I was saying. If there was some connection through pop culture today, contemporary pop right, culture right. to Eric Clapton, there would like, be, it would resonate. Let me ask I feel you. like Lil Wayne has mentioned Eric Clapton before. He might have, but not in not in a, not like calling himself like I didn't yeah. even a wheezy Clapton or something like that. that, okay. would, that Have would you heard of a band called The Who? No. The okay. Who, the real Who. Okay, that's cool. Have you heard of Janis Joplin? No. I know no. that's that's a stretch, but I just wanted to see. I'm just I'm picking is, Woodstock this, right now. This is how it should go. Okay. Uh, okay, we're right. Listen. Uh, all, we're running I, out of time right is, now. We're, we're, we'll wrap it up because yeah. this is a great idea. So this is how we'll run it. <laughs> Ready Fox will come up with the artist name. Before Nina answers, I have to I have to guesstimate whether or not I think she would or would not have heard of it, and then Nina will confirm. Okay. All right. Deal. Okay. So I'll message you through WhatsApp so she doesn't see it, and I'll send you the name of the person, and then you'll say, okay, Ready just sent me the name. I've definitely heard of this person, and then yeah. we'll ask it out loud to Nina when she won't know anybody because she's right. a time traveler <laughs> from fucking 1995. <laughs> And nothing happened before 1995, as far as Nina's Nothing really happened before 2001. All right, because you don't remember anything when you were between the the zero age and five years old, I guess? Like, the first thing I remember is 9-11. Like, as as fucked up as that is, that's the first thing I remember. The first thing you remember is 9-11. That makes sense. No, no, I I understand why, but I'm just, I'm dating the time, figuring it out, because that was 2001. So you were six years old. I was six. Right. So yeah, I but... have the vision. We were in my living room in Ottawa, and we had those. You know, we had those old TVs. They weren't flat screens. The chubby TVs. <laughs> yeah, we were watching. My neighbors were over, and we were watching that. Tube TVs. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I got a bad a thousand knowing what Nina, who would Nina would know, and who she wouldn't. So wait, should I'm... we? Okay, can I ask you just one more group? Like, yeah. and this is an R and B group too, and it's more recent. So I think you have heard of them: Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, I heard it. Okay. I never listened to them, though. Okay, that's okay. You know, I would have so- guessed that one. I would have guessed that one, too. Yeah, and you know songs by them, too. You know Celebration, for sure, I think. Or wait, oh, that's yeah. Cool in the Celebrate Gang, sorry. Good times? No, that's cool. that's cool in the Gang, sorry. That's oh. not um, Earth, Wind. You've heard of Cool in the Gang, right? Yeah. Okay. Because that song, because you just told me. Okay, I think she's not going to know any white rock artists, basically. <laughs> and hey, you know don't, what? Forget, don't forget I had a three days grace phase. I might. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but you see that you you went to one specific white band, and that's 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 and not Paramore. enough. That's not enough. Who? Hillary Duff and Avril Lavigne. Okay, we should get. Yeah, back. but that, that's more pop than than like. I'm gonna Avril I'm gonna try to stick my... to 70s and 60s, but iconic people like you've heard of the Beatles, right? 
Obviously. Uh, don't say obviously, bro. You don't. I would I would say that is obvious because there's a lot of references in hip hop to the Oh Beatles. right, Black Beatles and bullshit like that, right. I'm telling you, okay. I know I and knew listen, the Beatles before I knew about hip hop though. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, well there you go. I guess Well we'll see, we'll see. This is exciting. This is this is good because okay. we're engaged already. Okay. Something new. <laughs> Looking forward to trying that. Okay, right. so what what's the subject gonna be what's the uh segment gonna be called? People um, Nina doesn't know or I'll something. think of something. I'll okay. think of something. You uh, think of something. Nina, Nina don't know. Nina don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? N D N Nina don't know, but like no with an N. How how could she not? And how could she not? Okay, so we have to okay so wait we have to come up with a contingency plan in case my shit craps out and i'm unaware of it because now i'm going to be doing the majority of the talking so i don't message you on whatsapp you get the whatsapp messages yeah i'm seeing the whatsapp messages so we'll just message you there all right well let's hope for the best sorry podcasters listening to this but we've been having mad technical issues tonight and um but it's been going mad smooth now so we're good Right until radio time starts, because that's when everything goes to shit. So we'll I have see. faith. I have faith. Believe, right. Ready Fox. Believe. All right, well, Solitaire, start it up. Let's get. We're so behind schedule tonight. Go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome back to the program. You are tuned in, dialed in, and of course locked into the greatest conversation on the planet happening right now on Vibe One Hundred Five. Welcome to hashtag Yours Truly Solitaire, DJ Ready Fox. No better, Nina. It is time for our politics as usual segment and i will pass the baton over to dj ready fox well there's so much always on the go and with the election coming up we'll always have stuff to talk about for politics as usual um so we'll there's always polls coming out to kind of gauging where canadians are sitting in terms of how they feel about the parties and the issues and all that stuff and uh we did that uh Ipsos poll uh, with the global news uh, exclusive Ipsos poll talking about the issues that are most important to Canadians. And I'll just go over them again real quick. Uh, Healthcare is the most important issue for Canadians, followed by affordability and cost of living, which was number one on Nina's list, I think, um, when we talked about it before. Climate change and the economy are kind of close to each other. And last for out of the five is the pandemic, which I'm always Mm -hmm. surprised by. So just an overview of a lot of the stuff that happened over the last couple of weeks that we'll touch on now in politics as usual. John Tory is putting pressure on Doug Ford to come up with a provincial proof of vaccination system. Um, also, recent polling numbers uh, with the election coming showing that Canadian, how Canadians feel about the job that the Liberals have done. So I'm going to ask you guys, and you out there as well, listening on the radio, how do you feel? How have the Liberals done, in your opinion? Is the country going in the right direction? And um, we'll talk about that. And there's a poll that also came out talking about vaccinated Canadians and how unsympathetic they are towards COVID-positive, unvaccinated people. That's wild. So I'm going to ask you guys as well, um, how do you feel about it? Because you're vaccinated. We're all vaccinated now on the show. I got my second dose last week. So it's not nothing to clap for. That's applauding a father for being a father right that's what that's the same thing kind of thing that you're <laughs> oh, doing right, all right now right, all right, right. so take it back right anyways also I don't take it back i don't take it back i applaud you ready fox thanks thanks for doing your part i'm doing my part so yeah I, i'm a fully vaccinated now got my second dose last week but it seems like vaccinated canadians have no sympathy for unvaccinated canadians who wind up getting sick and i don't know how i feel about that i'll ask mm. you guys how you feel about it and also mclean's magazine actually did a pretty in-depth look at the reasons and differences between the vaccine-hesitant people and the vaccine refusers. And um, Mm. I think it's important for us to kind of see where their head is at and why they're deciding why they're wanting to or hesitant in order to kind of be able to talk to them and, 
you know, empathize with them. Like, what is it that you always say about empathy, Solitaire? It's a superpower. It's a superpower. Like, yes, what, it is. Yeah, so it's... I feel like not enough people are being sympathetic or empathetic towards people that are hesitant or refusing. Um, so I want to talk about that and maybe, you know, sway some minds or whatever. And the conservatives actually released their election platform. Um, and they actually had some things in there that I was surprised to see the conservatives talking about. And I don't want to be, you know, a one-sided radio show here where, you know, we're always, you know, crapping on the conservatives and, you know, propping up whatever the liberals and the NDP, even though I'm not a Justin Trudeau fan either. But um, right. we should look at some of the stuff the conservatives are talking about because, they deserve a fair shake, at least, in terms of, you know, listen to what they have to say, listen to what Aaron O'Toole has to say, and then make your decision on polling day, right? But as they say, never judge a book by its cover. I mean, he might look like a tool right now. Nice. But they are definitely trying to make it rain. Like, you know, they're definitely opening up the, you know, the um, the pocketbooks a little bit more than what you would expect the conservatives to do. So it's interesting. Yeah. And he's already he got off to a bad start, though, from when he tried to whitewash the history of residential schools. Right. And then he's also denied the existence of systemic racism. So he already got off to two bad first impressions. First impression and second impression were not good with Aaron O'Toole. But um, I don't know. I still want to listen to what he has to say and try to make a decision based on what all of the, you know, party leaders have to say or whatever, even though, you know, I'm not a big Trudeau fan. So that's the, that's the only reasonable way, rational way to do it. Right? I Fox. guess so. But again, it's just so hard. Um, I, I really <laughs> want to tell people to just vote NDP, but I can't I can't say that. I'm not going to say that per se. But real quick, before we get into all of that. It's been a nightmare and a mess in Afghanistan. Um, I don't know if wow. you've seen the footage of people holding, hanging onto the sides of planes, trying to get out of there that and all that insane. stuff. Have you guys been seeing this in the news? I'll start with you, Nina. Yeah, I, I saw it. Um, I saw, like, glimpses of it. Um, and it's like, yeah, like, it's scary. Like, I, there was this caption that put it really well. Essentially, it's just like, like for something to be that bad that you're willing to hang on a, to a plane knowing like you're going to you're die. risking your life yeah yeah literally and you're literally gonna die like at some point when it goes up you're gonna fall off and you're gonna die like that just shows like how bad things are like actually i saw a really sad video today where people are passing their newborn babies up to the front lines at the airports just to get them out of there like could you imagine like that's crazy no. like, that's, that's horrible yeah. it's heartbreaking so yeah. what, have you have you been seeing the footage of what's going on or have you been avoiding it solitaire uh some of those images are just so hard it's so surreal you know mm -hmm. when you see a a u.s army you know cargo plane on the runway with thousands of people chasing it down like I, it was surreal. That's the only way I could describe it. Like, it looked like something that was played up in a to to make a movie to add to like make a, it more, more dramatic. drama to a movie. Yeah. But it's real, so yeah. I haven't. It hasn't even really settled with me yet, man. I didn't even know how to you know wrap my head around the scope of this tragedy. And it seems like nobody can wrap their head around it because it's been twenty years. Remember, it started with you know nine uh, eleven. And all that stuff. And Canada has gone in there as an ally to the United States, as well as, you know, UK forces and whatnot or whatever. 40,000 Canadians have been deployed to Afghanistan. It's, it's the longest war that Canada has ever been involved in. 159 Canadian soldiers died in Afghanistan. Over 2,000 were physically injured. 
many more suffering from mental, you know, suffering right. or whatever, PTSD, PTSD right. and all that stuff. Right. So the big question everyone's asking themselves here in Canada as well, the states, and the, is what, what was the point of 20 years of this if the Taliban can just take the country back over within a week? Within two weeks, they, they just erased any so-called progress. That's another part of this is that it seems like leaders, especially in the United States, uh, presidents and right from Trump, Biden, Obama and George Bush, all of them lied basically to the public about how things were going in the going on in Afghanistan in terms of making progress and all that stuff. Clearly, they were all lies because it took less than two weeks for the Taliban to take the country over. So that's the big question we're asking ourselves is like, why did those Canadian soldiers die? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that whole like geopolitics and it's it's not even really fair to try to nitpick. I mean, unless you're prepared to research all of the elements and, you know, everything that's involved for us, the average person that's just really seeing this conflict at a high level. It seems like there's so many more questions, but at the end of the day, the only thing I could really focus on is how can we take care of the people who are trying to escape? You know what right, I mean? Yeah. Like it's because it's, it's it's so deep. There's so many levels to it that we can just kind of pick one strand of course, yeah. <laughs> to try to get to the root of it. 20 years is a long time. And and the thing, too, at the time when we were going into Afghanistan to support the United States, at that time I was being petty about it and saying I don't want Canada to go just because the whole reason why this is happening is because the United States is the United States. And they, the do, they do dumb stuff around the planet. I almost cursed. And then, you know, for obvious reasons, people want to retaliate against the states. And then we get dragged into it because we're their allies. We're back at that time when we were sending troops. I was like, no, let the states fight their own battle with this and all that. I don't want Canada involved in this. Afghanistan isn't mad at us. They're mad at the states or whatever. So, you know, it's petty of me to to feel that way. But now, just in hindsight, with all of this happening over the last week, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I really feel like our Canadian soldiers died for no reason. Feels that way. Feels that, feels way. that way. And I, I feel for the families of those soldiers, too, that, you know, daughters and sons lost, fathers, mothers, everything, lost forever and ever for a war that just seems like it was completely pointless. So it's just, anyways, let's move on. Let's talk a bit about the election now. So uh, new polling has come out. So I'll ask you guys, do you feel like the Liberal Party has done a good job? Do you feel like the country is going in the right direction? Nina. Um, uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, um, well, you see, I've never, uh, hidden the fact that I don't know a lot about politics. Yeah, but you can still feel what's happening in the country and just see how things are playing out. I mean, I would say like everyone this year, like you see how we're seeing like, like birthdays and basketball and everything was a write off because of COVID. Like Mm -hmm. I would almost give the same, well, except to Doug, but I would almost give the same, um, Bly. Yeah. To, to the, but you know what? No, they did do some dumb stuff. Like we're so behind on everything. Like now they want to sit here and talk about, okay, yeah, we're going to have vaccine passports for international travelers. When other countries have been doing that, like, why are we like, Justin, what are you waiting for, bro? Right. keeps waiting like and it's annoying that is annoying to be honest but i feel like we're in a better better hands than what we would be if we were with dealing with like the conservative party yeah okay i feel that so what do you say solitaire do you feel like the country's been going in the right direction do you feel like the liberals have been doing a good job up until this point uh overall 
considering the fact that this is, you know, as they, you know, it's been beaten to, beaten to death. It's uh, a global pandemic that un- is unprecedented in our lifetime. I would have to say that, you know, we're still here. We haven't collapsed as a society. <laughs> so it, it is a net positive. I think they, they've done a, a reasonably um, acceptable job on certain fronts. Okay. Is there things that could have been done better? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, there have things, there have been things that, uh, that they've dragged their feet on. And I think that's the problem with politics is because it's essentially boils down to being a popularity contest. You find yourself, you find that a lot of governments in power are making decisions, not on based, not based on what's best for the country. It's based on what they perceive is going to appeal to the broadest amount of people, which may not necessarily be the right decision for what needs to happen. You know, I think we're in a, we're in a situation where we need leaders who are going to make the, the uncomfortable, unpopular decisions that are the best for what we need as a society versus somebody who's just trying to appeal to their base. And I think the liberals, Justin Trudeau has relied on that way too much. Right. And well, you know, the fact that we're even having an election is testament to him looking out for his own best interest because we don't need to have an election right now, especially at this time. And we're entering into a fourth wave of the pandemic. But according to this new Ipsos poll, 48% of Canadians believe that the country is going in the right direction. 50% or so 52 or whatever, pretty much feel like we're going in the wrong direction as when it comes to whether or not Justin Trudeau deserves to be reelected, 41% believe that Justin Trudeau deserves to be reelected. Whereas 57%, say that they are ready for a new party to take over. I don't know how the liberals feel about this because the whole reason why they're calling this election now, even though they won't admit it publicly, is because they've been doing well in the poll numbers and he's looking for a majority. Imagine now if he loses seats. What if he loses the election period and we get a minority conservative government or something like that? I just feel like this is an unforced error. Like, I don't understand why we're going, we're having an election in the first place, but... We'll see how it plays out. Again, September 20th is the date. Mark it on your calendars. Um, September 20th. That feels like tomorrow. That's so crazy. Exactly one, less than one month away from when this airs. Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy with that. I don't like what the states do when these long, with these long, you know, two-year election campaigns or whatever. Like, you don't need more than a month in order to present your case to the public and let us decide, right? And um, we'll see how that goes. But this recent poll that came out, I don't know how I feel about this, but apparently most vaccinated Canadians are unsympathetic towards COVID positive, unvaccinated Canadians, basically. So we're looking at approximately 24 million Canadians have been fully vaccinated so far. So that's about 71 percent of all people, um, at least 12 years or older. Obviously, they've just recently made it available the Pfizer uh, vaccine. That's a pretty good number. I didn't realize it was that high. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a good number, but it's still not as high as we want it to be. But um, right. this Angus, this this new poll, uh, they polled about uh, sixteen hundred Canadians. Out of it, eighty three percent, eighty three percent of vaccinated Canadians say they don't have any sympathy for COVID positive people who didn't receive the vaccine. And now I'm going to ask you guys, Nina and Solitaire, how do you feel? Do you feel bad for <laughs> vaccinated people or unvaccinated people that wind up getting sick. And I'm going to start with you, Solitaire, because you look like you're trying to avoid this. What? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, how can I be? I'm going to, I'm going to be PC on this, not, not conservative party, but I'm going to be politically correct and say, you know, I think that, um, everybody deserves to have health, whatever, you know, I wish health for everybody, regardless of whatever your choices are. But I will say because of the sacrifices that I would, at this point, it's fair to say the majority of Canadians have made to be good neighbors or at least have in good faith made an attempt to be a good neighbor. By getting vaccinated? By getting vaccinated. It is hard to find, uh, you know, a space in my heart to be (laughs) sympathetic to somebody who contracts the virus. Solitaire's in the 83%, y'all. But I mean, the, the thing is, I don't wait. I don't. I'm not engaged in the 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 you know in the con, the the contentious debate around it. I'm not. I'm not going to outwardly say ha ha right. like none of that. But right. I mean, it's hard to be sympathetic, especially when you the information has been out there, and there's so many examples of people who were anti-vax and 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 contracted the virus. And we're like, whoa. Well, they, we'll talk about their reasons for it. But what about you, Nina? Yeah. How do you feel? Do you have sympathy for an unvaccinated COVID positive patient? Um, I feel like because me and Solitaire are Scorpios, we both think the same. <laughs> but but my thing is, because when I think of unvaccinated individuals, I'm thinking of the anti-vaxxers who are pushing their like um, untrue rhetoric onto right. others. Misinformation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and unprovoked and stuff. However, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel like, yeah, I'm not really sympathetic towards them because at this point, everyone has had access to the vaccine like they were pushing it. Yeah. So, like, you know, like everyone had a chance to go and get it and like you knew where it was going to go. Honestly, if you're going to sit here and complain to me, oh, I can't I can't go to the gym by by fall. I guarantee you, if you're going to sit here and complain, you can't go to the gym or inside restaurants because you're not vaxxed. I don't care. Really? And that's the thing. The clock is ticking for if you're if you haven't had an opportunity to go get vaccinated and you want to get vaccinated, that's one thing. But if you're deciding not to or you're hesitant or you're refusing to come September, October, it's going to get a lot harder for you to do things publicly. That's right around the corner. This is that was the writing on the wall that I was seeing whatever months ago where I was like, it's life is going to be so much more difficult for you if you're not vaccinated. If you want to go, if you want to go to a movie theater, restaurant, a gym or whatever, what were you going to say, Solitaire? I was going to say, and here's the thing that people are talking about, oh, they're they're trying to restrict people or impose on people's freedoms. There is an option. There's no there's no uh, policy in place that says you must be vaccinated or you cannot do anything. You either have to be va- proof, show proof of vaccination or proof of a, of a negative test. It just so happens that one is a lot more inconvenient. And guess what? If you are not participating in a society where we have to make sacrifices to protect each other, if you, be- if you believe in science, if you believe in science or so whatever capacity you have to understand or, you know, agree or disagree with what scientists are saying, uh, the fact of the matter is there's options for you to get vaccinated. You chose not to. And these are the side effects slash repercussions. But you can do these things. You just got to say you're not negative. Right. OK. I well, mean, you're not positive. Sorry. OK, so for <laughs> everyone that's been for the unvaccinated that's about 14% now of our population. So we're looking at about 14, 4.2 million Canadians who either refuse or are hesitant to, um, to get vaccinated. So I'm more concerned about the people who are hesitant. So these are people that are, they're willing, but they would rather wait a bit longer 
or they would rather not, but could be persuaded, right? So those are the people that are the refusers. I don't think we have a chance with them now at this point. I think if after this point, if you're like absolutely refusing, I don't think anything's going to change your mind. But McLean's did this great article and they looked at all of the reasons for why people are either hesitating or refusing to. And some of the reasons I found really interesting. And um, I just want to go through them because it's kind of a window into the mind of, you know, the hesitant or the refusers. Um, some of them I won't go into quick detail, but uh, some of them I will go into deeper detail here. We got about five minutes left in the segment. Um, so if getting vaccinated makes traveling or going to events easier, okay then. So hesitant people are going to be more uh, willing to get vaccinated if it means that they'll be able to travel or go to events. Um, some of the people that are refusing or hesitant, they're not worried about new strains or they trust far-right voices like Trump or Fox News or they're just reluctant about vaccines in general or they try to avoid taking prescriptions or like they prefer to take the natural path towards things. These are all things that I've already thought about as well. Um, some are okay with most vaccines, but not this one because they're saying it, it happened too quickly. And some people say they hate needles. Other people have said that um, if others get vaxxed, then I don't have to. Um, I don't know if that's really a, a wise way to look at it either. Most of these, I guess, are not wise ways to look at it per se, but um, that's just a weird one for me. Now, some of these I found really interesting here. Um, for people who are hesitant and people who are refusing, when it comes to hating the government telling them what to do, 85% of people who are hesitant say that's the reason, where 90% of the refusers say that's the reason. One of the things I found really interesting is they don't trust doctors. How do you not trust doctors? Mm -hmm. This is this is part of it that I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So wait, you've never gone to the doctor? You've never done what a doctor has asked you to do because you're sick and this is what they're telling you to get better. So for the hesitant, only 17% of the hesitant people don't trust doctors, but 40% of the refusers don't trust doctors. What are your thoughts on this? Um, you want to take it, Nina? Yeah, uh... I just think like like it's just like to me like it, okay the not trusting doctors like yeah some people have valid experiences with that but again it goes back to like pushing unnecessary and unwanted things onto people like if you don't want to get vaxxed fine if you're hesitant and you're seeking out information on why you should or, or what whatever is going to make you comfortable fine I have respect for you but right. if you're like hesitant and you're just like telling everyone how you don't want to do it but you're not doing anything to change it that's my biggest pet peeve then like no like you know so i don't know i just think it's just like just bro make it simple just go get vaxxed it's mm. not that simple though nina and, no, no. and just on a side note for this where they don't trust doctors also one of the reasons for why people are hesitant or reluctant to do it or refusing to do it i should say is one of them was if my doctor says it's safe then i'll take it now 31 percent of the people who are hesitant said yes they'll do it only 6% of the refusers said, if my doctor says it's safe, then I'll do it. So I, I understand the lack of trust in government, but where is this lack of trust in doctors coming from? Solitaire. Uh, see, as and I can speak to this because I've, you know, I'm fully vaxxed. I do understand. I've I've said this many times. I don't like doctors. <laughs> oh, okay, you know, I I don't think I've ever heard you say that. No, yeah, I don't like going to the doctor because a lot of times, and you hear it many, many. I'm sure you've heard many people. Not to mention, you know, the the discrepancy between how doctors, you know, there's been there's been polls and and uh, I guess social experiments where they 
where it's been it's been documented that the assessment of the pain being suffered by black women versus white women or black people versus white people. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of, there's a lot of experiences that people of color, not just black people, but you know, people of color from all different communities, oppressed communities have, have experienced situations that make them be distrustful. But for me, a lot of times it's like, they never can answer the question. Why is this happening there? It's always treating the symptoms rather than addressing the the root cause you know what i mean and that's been my experience i've had i've had good doctors that are i feel like i don't think that it's malicious as a occupation to just you know just try to constantly just you know take things from me but i yeah i i understand i relate to that okay i relate to that and one of the other things too that stuck out to me in this article for the reasons why people are hesitant or refusing is for this one, if friends and family say it's safe, then they'll take it. Now, the people who are hesitant, 24% of them said, if my if my friends and family say it's safe, then I'll take it. Versus the refusers, only 3% of them said, I guess they'll consider taking it. So, you know, the reason why I wanted to talk about all these different reasons as to why people might be hesitant or refusing is because if you know what at least where their mindset is, then, you know, especially for friends and family that are, you know, trying to convince other friends and family to get vaccinated, you know, that's a good start to go there. I, At this point, I just feel like if anybody that's refusing to get vaccinated, nothing is going to change their mind now at this point. So, and, and I was just about to say, those are the people who are fighting, who will fight and disown their own family members. And I think to me, the refusers, if you are not, if you are a person who was not in a position or is not willing to say, if I receive new information, it will change my perspective. If you're just your heels are dug in and saying, nope, not getting it, never getting it. It's all lies. You're, you're taking a side. You're not being reasonable or rational. Cause I, I think even, you know. I, I just want to say, I still don't want to be callous or unsympathetic towards them. Like I, that's not helpful in this environment per se, but I, I understand where you're coming from in this whole thing of not feeling sympathy for them, but it's just, I don't want to see a society like that where, you know, we have this not. small group of people who don't want to do this and, you know, they're being pariahs now of society or whatever. But, but I, don't I think know. it's also important to note to like people, listeners who are hesitant too. all three of us were hesitant at the beginning to get the facts. Like yeah. all, all three of us were like, we're not getting it. Then eventually Salt and I were like, if we have to get it to travel, fine, we'll get it. Like, you know what I mean? And now all three of us got it like fully yeah. backs. Now I'm not saying that, like, I'm just saying like, if anyone has kind of experienced both sides, not to a full extreme, but of that spectrum, all three of us did. Right. I yeah. Know. Yeah. I was probably the last holdout out of all of us. Obviously I was mm-hmm. the last one to get vaccinated. Part of the reasons for me getting vaccinated my doctor talking to my doctor, getting harassed by my mother, and <laughs> you know, just being asked by friends over and over as well too. So a combination of all of those things. And mom, I know you weren't harassing per se, and I know that you care <laughs> and all that. But say, I believe that the number one reason was your mom said, "Richard, let's <laughs> get your vaccine," <laughs> and you're like. Yes, mom. (laughs) Pretty much so. But that's, again, for everyone out there that you may have someone in your life who's hesitant or whatever, like try to understand where they're coming from at least and, you know, talk to them. And if you have people in your life who are refusing, I don't know what you can say to them at this point. But there's still a a good chunk of people out there that um, are still persuadable. So, you know, know, don't give up on them, so to speak. So that's it for politics as usual, solitaire.
Excellent. Excellent. I appreciate that. Ready Fox. Well curated. I will say the last thing, you know what I do with people who are, who I have a good relationship with, who are staunch anti-vaxxers. I just place bets. I'm like, okay, let's come back to this in a year. If I have a protrusion growing out of my arm or somehow I turn into a cyborg, mm-hmm. uh, magnetized cyborg, you win. I'll pay right. you a thousand dollars. And right. if you somehow become affected or, you know, negatively adversely affected, then you owe me. And, you know, yeah. make, make it, might as well make it fun. Right. Because who knows? Who knows? It's the doctor part that still trips me out because I'm sure most people have a a family physician that they go to. And if you don't, if you're not trusting them now at this point, then I don't know what to say. I don't know. But we're we're out of time anyways. We we could talk about this forever. Yeah, for sure. Listen, if, if, if the person that you trust with everything else, you automatically don't trust when they tell you to get the vaccine. Guess what? You're the problem. Maybe. All right. That's all we have time for. Obviously, Ready Fox, appreciate that uh, curation of politics as usual. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to us on Vibe 105, we got to take a break to pay some bills. We'll be right back after these messages. For those of you listening to the podcast, stay with us. I was going to say for the doctor thing, you know, I actually had an experience. I hate my family doctor. You I, hate um, your family doctor? Yeah, I hate her there so much. There you go. You hate her that's so how, much? That's how you be, that's how yeah. God damn, Nina. Hey, Chris, first of all, she's very, like, judgmental because, like, she's brown, we're brown. So she's extremely, like, even my sisters hate her. Like, she'll comment on, like, the fact that we have nails. Like, like she's judgmental to that point. It has nothing to do with why we're there. Like, you know? <laughs> but on top why don't of that, you change doctors? Oh, trust me. I, I, my mom found a new one, a better one that she likes. So I'm just going to go to that. I just follow my mom everywhere, basically. But um, she, then on top of that, she like you'll book an appointment and like you'll be sitting in her waiting room for an hour to an hour and a half every single time without fail. And then she actually misdiagnosed me once. And I came in and she told me I had this thing called PCOS, which is like uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome with all these cysts on your ovaries. So she's like, yeah, you have like, like 30 to 40 cysts on all your ovaries and blah, blah, wow. blah. Whoa. And she's explaining this all to me. And I'm like, but I'm not in like excruciating pain like that. And she's reading everything, explaining. She's like, Oh shit, sorry. I read you someone else's file. You're perfectly fine. I'm like, what? Whoa. Fuck? Okay, so yeah. you have every right to not trust your doctor. And yeah. a lot of people have experiences like that. Oh. So I, I, that's what I'm saying. The See, doctor mistrusting, I understand. Okay, yeah, you know like what? Now I, now I just go to a, I go to this walk-in clinic. There's this one doctor there who I like love. I love to see her whenever. I just go the day she's working when I need to go to the doctor. Damn. If it's an emergency, I'll just go whenever. But that's who I go to now because I trust that doctor. And this is my perspective uh blindness so to speak because i've always had amazing family doctors and i've only had two for my entire life until my first doctor retired and then Mm. my new my current doctor just took over the file from him so i have had impeccable uh care from my family doctor so that's why it's hard for me to perceive someone not trusting their family doctor because I've had nothing but like an amazing experience with my doctor. So there you now, go. Here's the interesting, here's the interesting thing. I have had two family doctors pretty much since my birth and right. I love them both. But I do. I feel a big butt coming, but, it, but the butt his is always been like, I, it, and I mean, mind you, for most of my my life, I've been blessed with good health. Like I've never had any major health crisis. Knock but, on wood. You know, if I've had the odd like you know ear infection or a skin rash or whatever, I've never known. Okay, this is like it's a food allergy or it's like it's a it's a 
environmental thing. Like, here's the root cause. Stop doing this, and you will eliminate this from happening again. It's always like, ah, well, here, try this. And then the next time it happens, it's like, ah, well, here, try this. And it, and that kind of made me apprehensive about doctors. And it's really my experience with the doctors that have been referred to by my doctor that have yeah. really been like, okay, you're just, you don't really care trying. anything about me. I with the stupid dermatologist when I was really struggling with my acne. And I asked, the, like, the whole reason I went to the dermatologist was to find out the root cause of it, whether it was hormonal or, like, food sensitivity or something. And I asked him, he's like, Mm, I don't know. It just happens here. Signs me off, puts me on these, these pills. I can't remember what they're called, but they're also used to treat people who have Lyme disease. What? It's like this blue. Yeah. It's like this blue pill. And, uh, and it's a yeah, big it pill, just, isn't it? Yeah. And it started to just like, I started breaking out, like, like not just on my face, but like a little bit on my arm and like oh. whatever. So I was like, what the hell? I just stopped taking it. I'm like, forget it. That's not I'll just good. Deal well, with it my own so way. there you go. I was blinded by my own good experience to the perception <laughs> of that? people trusting. You're just spoiled. You see, yeah, you're you spoiled. You're what, you're what they call privilege. That's your that's your doctor privilege. Just for having a good doctor, eh? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, we gotta continue go. on because we're so behind schedule tonight. I know we're supposed to be almost done. At we this normally point. would have been. Yeah, we'd be done. We'd be on the last segment now, right now, but mm, not tonight. <laughs> so right. solitaire, feel free to start. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the program. You're tuned into Hashtag with yours truly, Solitaire, DJ Ready Fox, No Better Nina. And now it's time to get into what I'm predicting is going to be a pretty eventful and exciting new segment, Music News That's with No Better Nina. I know, that was a weird pause. I was trying to think of something clever to say. Sometimes it doesn't work out, so I went with it. Nina, take over and cover my mistake, please. Okay, so uh, Lizzo and Cardi B recently teamed up for their new single, Rumors, along with visuals for the track, which was criticized to the point of making Lizzo cry on Instagram Live. Uh, Did you guys listen to the song music video? I haven't and, heard it oh, yet, no. I have not. Me neither. This I is heard about the controversy more before I heard the damn song. Yeah. yeah. This is a lot. I heard that uh, this is Lizzo's first single since 2019. Sounds about right. Wow, I didn't realize she was gone for that long. She Anyways. wasn't. It's listen, we're in the seventeenth month of twenty twenty. Come on, man. <laughs> I like, I'm like, wait a second. What do you mean? Yo, it took, it took a minute. We're there though. We're with you. We're with you. Yeah, there's the twenty twenty never ended, man. So I think everything paused for artists for for last year, technically, whatever. So yeah, I believe that. Twenty nineteen, yeah. All right. Well, anyways, so uh, basically what happened was um, Lizzo shared her vulnerability with her with the world from her bathroom saying on the days I feel like I should be the happiest. I feel so down like I hurt so hard. I've been working triple time, quadruple time, doing like 12 hours a day of promos and interviews, doing interviews, going to the studio with the root canal rehearsal, then filming every single day, shooting a documentary and I'm still writing music. And then she said, for the most part, it doesn't hurt my feelings. I don't care. I just think when I'm working this hard, my tolerance gets lower. My patience is lower. I'm more sensitive and it gets to me, but she doesn't care. Right. Mm. Okay. She went on to express how she feels like no matter how much positivity you put out there, there'll always be someone who has something bad to say. And she explained that there were messages she received about the video, which she didn't want to read. So she would be, so she wouldn't give them power, but said that the stuff people were saying didn't even make sense. And it was fat phobic and racist. I do know like, cause Cardi B defended her. Some of those messages, like people were calling her like a mammy, yeah. which is 
Yeah, like everybody knows what that is. Um, Yeah, so she said that people have had something bad to say about her, have always had something to say about the way she looks and not even her music. And she wrapped up her IG Live by saying she's doing this for the big black woman of the future and she's not going to do what the haters want her to do. Now, Mm. Reddy, you brought up an interesting point, like her whole quote about her saying like all that stuff and then being like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't buy that for a second. Yeah, this for the quote was again uh for the most part it doesn't hurt my feelings i don't care you know and then i'm just i'm working hard and her tolerance is low but clearly you do care like this Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with saying you care this is the only thing about this whole thing like i'm with lizzo 1000 percent on all of this again this is just another bad byproduct of social media that a lot of idiots out there are able to you know kind of get their voices heard um, mm-hmm. because, you know, you can tweet at an artist or, you know, post stuff on their Instagram or whatever. But if there was no social media, this wouldn't even be a thing, right? But right. it's because of social media why idiots out there can speak on this stuff. But I'm with Lizzo a thousand percent on most of this, with the exception of just just admit that it's bothering you. Like, this whole part of saying it doesn't hurt my feelings, I don't care. This is the same thing she did when uh, she had the whole controversy at the Staples Center. At the Lakers game? Yeah, when she was tweaking with, you know, her her butt out and everything. And or, or twerking. Not her, tweaking. Twerking. Or twerking, Two whatever. Yeah, sorry. Twerking, whatever. <laughs> and, um, you know, she got a lot of flack for it. And then she was saying, oh, I don't care what people think and this and that. Clearly, you, you're talking about it. So clearly you do. This yeah. This whole thing with celebrities in general you guys want people to treat you like you're human, but you don't want to act like you're human by saying things don't bother you when they do. You know, that's yeah. that's the only issue that I have with this. But overall, people are losers. And to be body shaming her or to be calling her mammy and stuff like from Gone from the Wind and stuff or whatever, you're a loser. She's she's winning in life and you're not. Well summarized, Reddy Fox. I would... I'm a little... Uh, more sympathetic to the reasons why she uh, is putting up this. Uh, it's it's a self defense mechanism, man. When you when people are attacking you in a public sphere as a public figure, you have to try to take some of that power back. So I identify with how she's trying to kind of create that narrative and you know feening this idea of feeling like you know of being strong. I'm not going to falter for it because there's a lot, man. I watched the video first and foremost, and the video is wicked. Right. It's it's the the art direction, the styling, you know, uh she's a good Cardi artist, is man. pregnant in the video. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 everything to me that is in, I mean, there's there's a little bit, you know, being Cardi B, there's a little bit of overt sexuality in there, which I'm not opposed to. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I I don't mind. I don't mind that. Uh, but I understand it. I, I think, you know, the, the fat shaming, the comments, uh, it just, it's because we're such a materialistic society, man. Materialistic we're a shallow society. society. Shallow. We're a shallow not, society. Not generalizing, but I mean, there is, I would say it's hard to ignore. There's a lot of shallow uh, emphasis on shallow materialism and, and image in in hip-hop culture there and it's is misogynistic a to too because if she were a man yes. overweight and still making the same amazing fat music Scoop, fat joe biggie smalls like the, the, the list yeah the, nobody the, the talks about of, their weight nobody talks about their body in any way shape or form but when it's a woman goes on and on and yep. it's lizzo in particular and the more successful you are the more people seem to want to talk on it but what was That's your take true. on it nina 
yeah that's true I, I never really thought about that aspect with the guys and stuff um i think it sucks like it, it sucks that this has to happen because at the end of the day like people always forget celebrities are real people too and they have real feelings and stuff and like whatever like yeah you know so i, I think it's sad to like see her like that but i do like like the support that i'm seeing her get like i will you know cardi b obviously came to her, her defense and then offset and then uh 21 savage french montana tweeted today like love you lizzo and like sent a little kissy face like you know it's nice to see that like they're supporting her and they're not just like your typical guys who are just like ew she is like she is like all these things that the people are calling her you know what i mean so in that sense like i feel like it's cool to kind of see them come together but yeah it, it definitely sucks and i mean i trust you stop i don't know trust me nobody that's criticizing her is doing well in life and I feel, like, I feel like if she didn't give so much power to it, then it actually would stop. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 you're right. You're right. But we forget just like, and you just mentioned it before the key phrase being that celebrities are human beings too. So it's, it's not that easy to just ignore it when it's, when it's in your face, you literally can't ignore it unless you just turn off your phone and turn off your, you know, your social media, turn off your email. You know and what I mean? And it's, it's, there's and, no way to around it. And if you ignore it, it just leaves a room for it to continue to go on and grow, right? Like if she shines, there's no winning really. Well, no. if she shines a light on it at least, then other people are aware of it as well too. And who knows? Maybe even the people in these people's circle will kind of police them and say like, "What you're doing is not cool," but. I don't necessarily I doubt the people in their circle even I, know. They're probably doing it from fake accounts. I guess so, but again, it, I there's there's a benefit to her shining a light on this because people are talking about it, right? So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I hear you. Um, okay, on to some other news, interesting news. Um, so Meek Mill took to his Instagram to share a picture of the Nelson Mandela, Nelson Mandela Foundation Changemaker Humanitarian Award that he is the first rapper ever to receive for his prison reform work. Good. Now, wow. Nice. In caption for this picture. Yeah, sorry. Congratulations. In the caption for this picture. You just want to get to the beef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he made a little spelling error. So Tory Lanez took it upon himself to publicly correct Meek in the comments. Meek didn't take too well to that and responded by saying, it's called Meek Flow. Say congrats or something, weirdo. LOL. Which Tori replied by saying, it wasn't that deep, just ain't want you to look dumb. Congrats, though, bozo. But Meek wasn't done with Tori just yet. Instead, he decided to let Tori know that it's kind of deep. You're trying to help me with my spelling, and you know for a fact I don't mess with you right now. If y'all guys really rich, why y'all acting like we cool on the net, and you know we're not? Do you and stay out of street business? Mm. Now... No one really knows why Meek doesn't like Tori right now, but fans are speculating that it could have something to do with Tori's recent diss track to Cassidy, where he allegedly stole Meek's flow and even pointed out in the song that he stole someone's flow. (laughs) So what do you guys think about this? Do you feel like this is overreacting on anyone's part? And why do you think Meek does not like Tori right now? Hmm. You go for a solitaire. (laughs) This is ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> this is a ridiculous story. So who overreacted it, first, in your opinion? Tori! <laughs> who cares? Who cares? What? And the thing is, if you're really sincere about not trying to have him out there looking dumb, you mess send him, him a DM. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. If, you, if, you, if this is your man's and you guys have a real relationship, I do that all the time with my peoples. I, I I hit a friend of mine just literally today. I'm like, yo, 
uh, there's a couple of spelling mistakes on your website you might want to fix up. And I might crack jokes on him in private, but it's because I really care about his public image. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Tori's clearly trolling and I don't respect that. Yeah. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? It, it, it hurts me because that's homegrown. Like I want to support him, but he makes he it hard. Be doing, and he, and he does great things. He's a great artist, man, but he does this stuff and I'm like, I feel mm-hmm. like he just gets like a like a I don't know what's I think he's a Leo. I feel like he just gets the Scorpio <laughs> energy in him a little for a little bit. It's like let me start a fight. Right, like, and just goes for it. Yeah, it's I, the bozo thing. It's the bozo at the end. You know, yeah. what I mean? like well, Meek did call him a weirdo first. Yeah, but that, again, why are you correcting him publicly? Publicly, yeah, that's I agree. that's the whole. That's where he was out of pocket in the first. It's just in poor taste to do that to people in general. You know, yeah. and if they don't have, if there's some sort of venom between them p- privately, then this makes it even worse, right? So I'm yeah. with Meek on this 100%. You yeah. know, again, I'm I'm torn again because Tori's from Toronto and I want to see him succeed. But he just continues to do weird stuff. Like he, we don't, ch- we don't endorse foolishness, man. Yeah. And that's foolish. That was, and, and you, and the thing is, you, everybody knows Meek. Meek don't back down. You know his pedigree. So you know how he's going to respond to this. And if he didn't, he should have. Yeah, yeah. I, I think... Uh, no, I definitely agree that Tori should have messaged him privately, especially if he knows Meek is not messing with him right now. But it, it just shocks me. Like, it's kind of random because they do have three songs together. Like, they work together. They have music yep. videos. How old together. are those songs, though? Uh, two of them are pretty old, but one of them's kind of recent. I think it might be off that new album. Uh, speaking of which, so Tory Lanez offered a million copies of his new album, When It's Dark, at $1 each as an NFT to mm-hmm. his fans. Nice. Um, so it features seven original songs and a seven original art piece collection curated by Tory in partnership with Immersive Entertainment. Um, and they announced that Lanez managed to sell a million copies of the album in less than 60 seconds. I think it was like 57 Amazing. or 58. Amazing. So he literally made a million bucks in that much time. Amazing. Um, so uh, Tori uploaded a video of Instagram to sell on, on his Instagram, sorry, to celebrate his win. And fans who purchased his limited album now have the opportunity to resell it at a bigger price to generate profit. That's amazing. Now, uh, it, it does, yeah, it does kind of create this whole new sort of world for like artists and, and selling their music. And I feel like like if Tori was able to make a million dollars, like no disrespect to him, but if he was able to make a million dollars in 57 seconds, could you imagine if like Drake or the weekend or Jay-Z or whoever else tried something like this? Like how much more sky's the limit sky's the limit. Like this NFT thing at first, when I was hearing about it, I was like, "Uh, I don't know, like people buying digital copies of things and it's supposed to be worth something. But this is, I really think this is brilliant on Tory Lanez's part. And not just the fact that he made like a million dollars in a minute, but more so is that he's giving his fans the opportunity to make money off of it as well, to resell the album if they choose to. Because for a dollar, someone could sell that album back for, you know, again, if he doesn't release it to the public and those are the only copies that are available, because a million sounds like a lot, but it's really not a lot considering how many fans he has and how many people would be interested in hearing the album. Someone that bought that album for a dollar could sell it for a hundred. Yeah, that's true. As long as they don't release it anywhere else. And the only way you can get it now is to purchase it from one of those people that bought it in that first minute. They could sell it for a hundred, 150. Who knows? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah, like it's it's brilliant. 
I feel like for Tori though, it wouldn't go like that. That like like a hundred, hundred fifty fine. But I feel like it wouldn't like again. No disrespect, but like he's not on that caliber just yet where it could resell for like imagine if this was a jay-z album like someone could resell that for over thousands right but again like this but tori is now paving the path for other artists to see this as a a way to make money and we were talking about this last week on the podcast portion but mm -hmm. yeah if you take drake for an example now suppose he only made 10 copies of the album available yeah. Imagine that now. There's only 10 people out there that bought, and he wouldn't necessarily sell it for a dollar. He could sell each of those 10 c- copies of the album for 100 bucks each. Someone mm-hmm. could now have that. If there's only 10 people out there that have this exclusive Drake album. Trust me, people out there would buy it from them for $200, for $300. Yeah. Tr- there would be a market for it. Yeah. Solitaire? Anything you want to add? This is why it makes me so frustrated when he does dumb stuff. And I (laughs) want to curse. I want to curse. Because this is great. This is a great idea. He's, you know what I mean? Like, he's not the first to to experiment and, 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 you know, and dabble in this whole NFT new technology and new platform. But to set the example and set the precedent and be the first to, to do it in such a major way. It's kind of like, it shows, it it shows his, his higher form of potential. And that's why when he does dumb stuff, it's like, come on, man. Nina, are you still a fan of Tori? Cause he has done a lot of dumb stuff. Hell yeah, I'm still a Tory fan. (laughs) Okay. So what would it take for you to not be a fan of his anymore? Like, like Uh, shooting someone on video r kelly kind of stuff oh okay Okay. (laughs) yeah fair enough but like everything else is okay though i'm still a huge tory fan i think this is really cool unfortunately i think that um even with him paving the way with this he won't actually get that credit from other artists because of the position and timing that this is happening on people are still you know the whole megan the stallion thing is still on the back burner so i don't think he will actually ever get the credit for that unfortunately but like you know as long as he knows i'm sure he's fine and why do you think that uh him and meek mill may have beef um i think because of the flow thing okay um and i i yeah other than that i wouldn't really know why because i feel like meek did not really speak about the megan the stallion thing at all like that was gonna be my next guest but i don't remember him speaking on it at all so like right yeah i feel like maybe that could be why i don't know i mean drake and meek are friends and drake and tori are friends as far as i'm concerned maybe they're uh i wouldn't say that they're friends all right. Well, <laughs> they, they aren't. They don't want to like. They don't hate. They're not. They're not at. They're not at odds. Yeah, yeah. They're not enemies. You know. Right. Yeah. Um. But okay. So before we um. Okay, we're gonna get into some headlines, and then we're gonna play a game, you guys. Okay. So games. I like games. 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 Okay. So first for the headlines, <laughs> uh, Kid Cudi is hiring a professional blunt roller via Twitter. So. If you're interested, hit up at shift underscore leader 06 with your resume. This is not a joke. This these sounds like a joke. Rollers, no, blunt rollers for rappers. There's actually a lot of rappers who have these, and they actually make like 40000 a year. It's 100% facts, ready for yeah. Are you kidding it's me? A real, that is no, a real rappers. thing. Yeah. Yep. A lot of rappers have them, and they pay them like 35000 40000 a year. It sounds like it might be a good job, but there's got to be something not cool about it. No, I mean, the not cool about it is you, you're like, listen, sit down and roll my blunt right now. You got to yeah. be on call and ready. But if you're earning a living wage. Rolling blunts. 
rolling blunts. Hmm. Why not? Okay. So, this is for insane. Kid Cuddy, again, at shift underscore leader zero six with your resume. Serious inquiries only, he said. Oh, um, <laughs> Soldier Boy just signed Chet Hanks, who is going by the stage name Chet Hanks with an X, to his SODMG label. <laughs> Everybody, uh, tell tell everybody who Chet Hanks is, by the way. Tom Hanks' son. Okay. The wannabe Jamaican. Yes, yes. yeah. He's yes. he's like a male Rachel Dolezal. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're going to touch on this Kanye thing for a little bit longer, so I'm going to skip it right now. But a fan dissed Drake's fading heart in his hairline on Instagram, and Jake re- Drake responded, letting them know that he actually had COVID, so his hair is struggling to grow back right now. <laughs> what? I did it last. What? <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, he had COVID. <laughs> So wait, COVID makes your hair not grow? I mean, maybe I'm I'm interpreting because he's saying because the heart was like fading, right? And then he's like, like leave me alone. I had COVID, so I'm interpreting that a side effect was that it wasn't growing back properly. See, this what? is but this is whatless on the fans' part again. Why do you care about the heart in Drake's hair? People are obsessed. This with is it. ridiculous. Oh, I my feel God. like I feel like you know what? I think Drake's trolling. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> That um, sounds ridiculous. No, I think he did have it though. I think um, I think it's possible. He seems like he's all over the place and he's around a lot of people all the time. So yeah. I think it's possible for him to get it. Yeah. Um Pop Smoke's best friend Mike D says that he has little to no music left in the vault and says management should have waited to release his second posthumous album, which I definitely agree with. Yeah. And I definitely <laughs> saw this coming, and I definitely called it on the show. Right. Yeah, I agree. And uh, last, Kanye will be hosting a third listening event for Donda in Chicago ahead of its third or fourth, maybe even fifth rescheduled date at this point. <laughs> Who knows when the heck it's coming out. Right. Um, and yeah, so now, do you want to play this new game? Not yet, no, because I want to talk okay, about yeah, this about the Kanye thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll set that up for next week because we've got to do that one proper. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll yeah, set yeah. it up for next week. But the, the thing okay. is that with this Con- Kanye album now, we talked about it for our poll question. Um, yes. which was, when do you think Kanye's album will drop, will drop the next album, Donda? And the choices were after his Chicago LP, um, Never, and when Drake drops his album. Now, last week, Nina, you were away taking some rest, but we did speak about this, about Kanye possibly waiting for Drake to release his album so that he can go up against them. Now, you know more about this music scene than me, for sure, but... What do you think? Is there any truth to this possible rumor that Kanye is waiting on Drake to release his album so that he can go up against Drake? And why would he do that? Okay, so to be honest, I think that Kanye is actually never going to drop this album. (laughs) And (laughs) I don't think we're ever going to get it. If you went to the listening parties, cool, you heard it. But I don't think the rest of us are ever going to hear it. I'm not even joking. But... Uh, yeah the whole waiting till drake drops so basically like the whole kiki do you love me like kim's nickname is kiki and so the rumor was at the time that drake actually slept with kim and kim cheated on kanye with drake so that's why people are saying oh he's waiting until drake drops but honestly i think we're never gonna get it the guy who owns twitter jack yeah he jack um, dorsey yeah he put a he put a good thing out he was like it would be kind of cool if Kanye uploaded what he has to Apple Music right now. And then as fans and listeners, we got to hear him make the adjustments to the album as he pleased and kind of hear it get developed like right. while we're listening to it. So um, That's not a bad think, idea. Yeah, I think that's like a very Kanye-esque thing to do. So, But yeah, I think we're never going to get it, to be honest. But that's why people are saying the Drake stuff. Solitaire, do you think that? Do you, do you agree with Nina that we're never going to see this album? 
We're absolutely going to see the Donda album. I think so. Album. I don't yeah. agree with you. Nina. Are you serious, bro? We're never going to get it. You're We're going to get the Donda album. Listen, Kanye, uh, as eccentric and, or is it eccentric? I never know how to pronounce that eccentric, word. Eccentric, eccentric. Yeah. Eccentric. Yeah. Um, as he is, and you know, with everything that he is, uh, that he embodies, he's an artist, and I I know that he wants people to hear this album, but I do believe that he's chasing Drake's release. I think he wants to go head to head and he knows that whatever it is, I, I don't know if you remember that he said that there's apparently like some gag order. He cannot talk about Drake or mention Drake. Do you who, remember who said talking that? about that? I'm not a hundred percent sure. He talked about, well, he alluded to it on his interview on David Letterman's my, my next guest needs no introduction. Okay. He, he alluded to the fact that he can't speak about this person. So I uh, I think he's definitely chasing Dick Drake's uh, uh, you know it's, hypothesis. It doesn't I make haven't... any sense. Like in this digital landscape, what do you tr- what do you what? It's, it's ego, man. Listen, um, the man made sure that Forbes acknowledged his billionaire status. It's ego. He wants to be number one, and I think he wants to. You know, I think uh, Dory was alluding to this when we talked to her about it last week. He wants to defeat Drake to establish that he is the number one rock star on the planet. Hmm. It's ridiculous. Freddie, what do you think? I, I don't know. I, like, uh, I don't think I think he's petty enough to want to go up against Drake, but it doesn't make any sense to me again because. Because you're reasonable and rational. Well, and they're both <laughs> such huge artists. They have their fan bases and. Again, it's not like the way it used to be where people were going physically down to stores to buy CDs and maybe have a limited amount of money. Like Albums don't even cost that much as, as once they once did. So mm-hmm. I think it's easy enough for people to buy both albums. But people buy singles more than anything else than buying full albums per se. So it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I don't agree with Nina. We are, we are going to see Donda for sure. Yeah, All we're right. going to see Donda. Don't see. I didn't warn you well, guys. I'll be shocked if he never releases it. If he doesn't release it, you guys owe me wings. Okay. That was this week's edition of Music News. Nina, wings? I thought you were going to say something sweet like donuts or something like gourmet donuts. No, I, I've been eating a lot of... I have two bags of chocolate almonds over there. Uh, <laughs> I'm craving wings. So there you okay. go. If we lose the bet, we got to buy Nina wings. Yeah. Deal. That's fair. All right, Nina. Appreciate that music segment. Lots to, uh, to uh, mull over. Um, but yeah, we're going to see Donda hundred percent. Yeah. Sorry, Nina, you're wrong. <laughs> uh, what do I, what do we get? Ready? Fox, we got to think about nothing, it. Nothing, it doesn't it up, matter. Nothing. <laughs> oh, we'll discuss that during the break. If you're listening to us on the radio, Vibe 105, stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. If you're listening to the podcast, stay with us. Yeah. What do <laughs> I want? Uh, gourmet don- donuts from the gourmet donut bakery of my choice that's right, what fine. that's fine because i'll buy i'll eat some too mm, i don't want anything when, i'm gonna have some wings too i will have some wings. i want a pack of backwoods <laughs> all right fine i won't use those <laughs> everybody rely went straight to their vice <laughs> <laughs> yeah man but uh yeah it's it's crazy but um kanye's a hot mess He's a hot mess, man. Nina, that album's coming out, man. He wants people to hear it. I don't think it's coming. It's already been almost a month it's been pushed back. Yeah, this is just Kanye being dramatic. It's too dramatic for me. Let me ask you this. What has Kanye announced as a project that he hasn't released? 
Um, yeah, never. Uh, he's always never. Fun. He's never. That's so, what I'm saying. That's the first time for everything. Yeah, this is the first time for everything. That's... No, but he like he's a he's a producer. You know what I'm saying? Like Dre is a nut. Like with his own stuff, but he's made so much money, and he's at like NWA and Eminem and Fifty Cent. Like for him to not want to be putting out an album is different. Kanye, that's who he is. He you know is what? an artist. I'm just gonna get to the bottom of myself, and I'll DM Kanye and ask him. Okay, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. Let us let us know what he says. He okay. might respond to you. You might have to send him a, thir- uh, a thirst trap picture. <laughs> Could you imagine? And then next week I'm not on the show. Yeah, and she's on a plane flying out to Chicago. I would. You know what, Nina? Really and truly, for a young lady at your age, I could not even be mad. I would not what? even judge you. I'd be like, that would be hilarious. Could you? you? Oh my god! I would tell that, my parents, bro, I got, I gotta go. Kanye is calling. Take the, yo, take the. Listen, if Kanye called me and said, yo, come to the studio right now, I'd be like, guys, I'm, I'm going to the studio with. Kanye. I'll drop everything. <laughs> I guess so. You should. Yeah, hundred percent. I couldn't even be mad. I couldn't even be mad. Hmm. You should. Okay, well, you know what? Let's get into this last segment so we can Let's call this it. a night. So Let's wrap it up. Uh, because you know why? Because my my new video is premiering tonight uh, tonight yep. at ten o'clock. Oh yeah, that's right. You should have yeah. said that on. Okay, well, you could say like again. You got to remember, we're this is Saturday, so you got to say it premiered on Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so go ahead, start when you want. See, that's uh, that's right. That's podcasters hearing the sausage. Yes. <laughs> Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the program. You're tuned in, of course, to Vibe105's own hashtag every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. right here on Vibe105. Yours truly, Solitaire, DJ Reddy Fox, No Better Nina. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. It's time to celebrate this week's boast. (laughs) Nina, I owe you 10%. Dory came in last week. I don't know if you watched it, and she... Utterly shamed me for hash lights. Yes. Yeah, we, yeah, hash lights is horrible, bro. Don't gloat. Come on. Be a, be a, be a, uh, uh, Boss is brilliant. Gracious winner. Boss no, is brilliant. Black owned spotlight. Boss. Yep. Dope. All right. All right. I'm a creative and natural. natural. Perhaps. Black owned spotlight, a, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is obviously what the acronym BOSS stands for in this situation. Our weekly spotlight on black owned businesses and outstanding members of the black community. If you know of uh, exceptional black owned business or community member that you believe deserves to be highlighted, please send us a DM, tag us, tag us on the page. We want to highlight black owned businesses and black owned outstand uh, black owned black outstanding members of the community ladies and gentlemen without further ado today's black owned spotlight is origin sports academy ladies and gentlemen nice. origin sports academy was established to build a dynamic foundation that inspires the minds and hearts of canadian student athletes uh, Origin Sports Academy nurtures the human spirit, broadened vision, elevated expectations to extend their reach and deepen their passion to help athletes navigate their journey to greatness. Of course, uh, this is a primarily focused on basketball. As you are well aware, there is a real kind of renaissance happening in Canadian basketball with, you know, I think really 
which was sparked by obviously the Raptors winning the championship. And I feel like Origin Sports Academy is really capitalizing on that. Uh, The organization offers programs of play and development that serves athletes aged 5 to 17, where the children and their families get involved uh, uh, in a crafting a program that fits their needs. They have three different uh, training programs that are available. They have their hoops Origin Hoops and Speed Training that uh, deals with elite ball handling, elite shooting, basketball IQ and speed training. They have group training that deals with shooting fundamentals, ball handling, scoring. And they are also on the cusp of completing their summer camps, which was dealing with training and development, shooting fundamentals, basketball handling, scoring, teamwork, fun. If you follow their Instagram, which is at origin sports academy on instagram and on twitter it's origin sports a the letter a at the end uh you'll see the faces of the kids who have participated um it's really you know this is being a part of a basketball camp is one of uh, the my childhood wishes like i wish i was able to get this kind of training me too it's really great you know Uh, and and it's one of the co-founders happens to be a dear friend of ours mark maynard you can follow him on instagram because he is so uh he's such a proponent of social media (laughs) he really really loves to engage he with sure fans does. on social media. <laughs> he sure does. DM him. DM, DM him. His tag on IG is at Origin Coach Mark. And it's really a phenomenal thing that they're done uh, that they're doing. They are running camps and programs year round. Once again, the website is originsportsacademy.ca. And ladies and gentlemen, Origin Sports Academy is this week's black owned spotlight nice good pick thank you very much thank you very much and ladies and gentlemen uh on that note it is uh the appropriate time to throw over to ready fox for this week's edition of hashtag sports yeah thank you and that's a perfect segue into sports talking about summer basketball camps and whatnot um so news sports news real quick so mlse uh, which is maple leaf sports and entertainment they are going to be requiring proof of vaccination um, or a negative COVID-19 test to enter their stadiums. And this is going to be... What I say? Oh what I say? What I'm I say? so shocked. You are sho- <laughs> you're, wow. you're shocked by this, Nina. Yeah, so this is going to be happening as of mid-September. So Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, they announced that they will require proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test result in order to enter any of their arenas. And their arenas include Scotiabank Arena, BMO Field, and Rico Coliseum. Now, MLSE, they own the Raptors, the Leafs, Toronto FC... And the Argonauts. We always forget about the Argonauts. And um, <laughs> and the policy applies. I don't. I don't. I do. I do. The CFL. I What's the CFL? So the policy applies to all guests, employees, and event staff as well. So this the part of this that I'm that I'm finding weird about it is how does this whole negative test thing work? Are they going to mm-hmm. be doing rapid testing? Like how you you can't trust a negative. Like if you got tested the day before you're going to a Raptors game. You, you can't can trust st- that you quarantine that whole time until you enter the game. How do you know that the person quarantined yeah. until they come to the game? And even they can even catch COVID. It's a possibility. I'm not saying it's likely. I'm just saying the possibility is always there that you can still get it between leaving your house and getting to the arena. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying, will they be speed testing at the arenas? 
Like that's the only way I can they, see how it works. I don't they know. Do have, they do have rapid testing available. Yeah. I just wonder if they're making like like if you're gonna have to pay uh, a fee to do it for yourself. Like you're gonna have to incur that. Cost Maybe on that your own. they they may have to consider that as well too. And I I actually also think about this as well. Like how will the anti vaxxers react to this? Like I'm sure a lot of them may be Leafs fans or Raptors fans that will want to go to games. And this is the part of the thing that we were talking about in politics as usual, where, mm-hmm. you know, the writings on the wall come, you know, fall, September, October, a lot of things that you're going to want to do, you're going to have to either be vaccinated, be able to prove you've been vaccinated, or you're going to be getting tested constantly. There's people who are willing to spend thousands within the city, thousands of dollars to get fake vaccination cards. What? Really? Yeah. Yep. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard about it. I've heard that people are spending three to four thousand dollars. There's actually doctors I've heard that are this is gonna sound so bad, but I heard this and I was shocked. Doctors who are getting people to come in, not giving them the vaccine, just pushing the the syringe. It's like filled with saline or whatever, pushing right. it out, throwing it in the trash, and then putting in their email so they get the email to say that they were vaccinated, and then charging them for that. <sighs> I hope you. I hope that's not true. It's really, true. Yep. That's crazy. Uh, <sighs> okay. Well, in a statement, MLSE said that as an organization that hosts more than four million fans per year at hundreds of events in multiple venues, MLSE is proud to serve as a central gathering place in Toronto and recognizes its responsibility to provide attendees with a safe and secure environment. Now. Um, last week, True North Sports and Entertainment, which are the owners of the uh, uh, NHL's Winnipeg Jets, they said full proof of vaccination will be required to access their venues as well. And um, the, the Atlanta Falcons in the NFL, this is the only time I'll talk about the NFL, uh, the Falcons, they were the first NFL team to have their players fully vaccinated because this is becoming an issue now with pro sports team. At least it seems like that with the NFL, where a lot of players, coaches are refusing to get vaccinated and they're going to have to figure out a way to come up with a policy for that. So we'll see how it goes. So again, if you're a Raptors fan or a Leafs fan, or I guess an Argos fan, not sure why, but if you're an Argos fan as well, um, you're definitely going to want to go and get vaccinated, I guess, mm-hmm. if you want to be able to go to games and whatnot. So um, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. So moving on to baseball. The Jays are still in fourth place in the AL East. Um, you know, in first place right now in the American League, the Tampa Bay Rays, Chicago White Sox, and Houston Astros. And in the National League, the Atlanta Braves, the Milwaukee Brewers, and the San Francisco Giants are in first place. Now, the, the Jays had a pretty rough road trip uh, this week. Uh, they split their series with the Angels. They lost two out of three to the Mariners, and they lost both games to the Nationals. Um, they started a three-game home weekend series this weekend with the Detroit Tigers. It started yesterday. Today's game starts at 3 o'clock, and then tomorrow's game Sunday starts at 1 o'clock. And then Monday, they start a four-game series with the Chicago White Sox. Um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday's game starts at 7. Thursday's game starts at 3 o'clock, so be aware of that. And then next weekend, they start another three-game series, but this time on the road against the Detroit Tigers again. So that's interesting. Um, Quick hockey news. Austin Matthews has been officially announced as the cover athlete for uh, PS5's uh, NHL 2020 or 2022. So that's pretty cool. I don't know if it really matters, but... (laughs) <laughs> for all the players that they could have picked, they picked Austin Matthews, so that's cool. Gamers, I guess, will care about that. I don't personally care, per se. And, um, again, the preseason starts uh, September 25th for the... Bro, for... these guys just stopped playing. What? what do you mean? What do you mean? It's... They literally 
literally just stopped playing hockey. Now they're starting again. It's, that's crazy. The season's got to start, Nina. It's September. September 25th. The, the <laughs> Leafs are going to be playing the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday, September 25th for preseason. So that's cool. And uh, again, they'll be returning to their full 82-game schedule for the NHL. Now, and? Pardon? And? What do you mean? And what? I know you see my team on here. What are you talking about? Ottawa? Okay, fine. Uh, the Leafs will be playing the Ottawa Senators on <laughs> Wednesday, September 29th. So there you go. And again on October 4th. I don't know. Feel happy now, Nina? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on to the NBA. Um, Masai Ujiri had his uh, press conference uh, last week just talking about the future and his vision for the Raptors. And now that he's signed a brand new contract, we can breathe easy that Masai is not going anywhere because he's our most valuable player. <laughs> and he doesn't, he doesn't even, he hasn't shot a single basket, but without Masai Ujiri, the, the Raptors would, I don't know, would be a lost cause. But he made it known that Pascal Siakam is not being shopped for a trade. Now, it's up to you to believe Masai. I, we once had a player named DeMar DeRozan who was told he wouldn't be traded and he, he is not on the team anymore. So, you know, you can't necessarily trust Masai Ujiri for that because he's always going to do what's best for the team. And if that means he's got to trade you, he will trade you. But he did say that Pascal Siakam is not on the trading blocks. And also Nick Nurse, head coach of the Raptors, he signed an extension to coach Canada's senior basketball team through going into the 2024 Olympics. So that's pretty cool there. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's he's really taken to like making Canada his home. And a lot of people are saying, like, why do you care so much about, you know, coaching for Canada and all that? He's like, well, I had two sons that were born here in Toronto. You know, he spent half of his life, you know, building his basketball career, traveling the globe. So he never really had a place to call home because he was always on the go. And now that he's been able to settle down in Toronto, he's really got a love and affinity for Canada. And he's gotten nothing but love from Canadians. So yeah. I'm happy to see that as well, too. And um, also, I forgot to mention, Masai Jerry in that press conference has also said that um, Kyle Lowry is the greatest Raptor of all time. And I want to ask you guys real quick, even though you know nothing about sports, Nina and Solitaire, do you agree with Masai that Kyle Lowry is the greatest Raptor of all time? Yeah, because I, I always liked him. I have his jersey. Okay. So, yeah. Um, um, first of all, disrespect, Reddy Fox. I know a lot about sports. No, I just you, don't okay. know a lot about, about you know, public sports on TV. And I know minimal about sports. Sure, I do okay. know. And uh, I would have to say, yes, Kyle Lowry is the groat. Yeah, the groat. Exactly. Greatest Raptor of all time. So that's it for yes. sports. All right, Reddy Fox. I appreciate that. Shouts out to our man, Kyle Lowry, who is a loyal weekly listener to yeah. our show and right? he's now going to yeah. be listening from he always, miami he always yeah. dms us he always dms us showing yeah. us mad love so shouts out nobody believes that Kyle but cool. bro i don't know i don't care if they don't believe it we don't have to prove it to them right Facts. that's true Girl, they'll see when we have season tickets next year to games in miami right that's what i'm talking about nina put that into the environment all right <laughs> ladies and gentlemen let's bring this show to a close with a strong finish by uh you know we're welcoming her back this week so she's making her return with no better take by no better nina 
Thank you for that slightly butchered intro. (laughs) 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 It was going good. Let me just, yeah. Okay, anyways. So this week's No Better Take is a little bit different. So I saw this clip on social media uh, where Tia, how do you say the last name? Is it Maori? I think it's Maori. I always forget. Anyways, one of those twins. So Tia, she explained that that spanking your kids just tells us more about you and that you're impatient, but taking the time to tell them what they did wrong and why it was wrong is more of her approach. Now, disclaimer, none of us have kids. Okay? Right. That we that we know of. <laughs> I definitely don't have kids because I, I wouldn't know. Me too. <laughs> Speak I for yourself, know. Mr. Me Too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I would definitely know. (laughs) Okay, I want to know, did your parents spank you as a child? And if not, what other disciplinary actions did they take? Like, how were you disciplined as a child? You want us to bait out our parents on the radio. Mm -mm. Yo, my my parents don't I ain't no snitch, (laughs) Nina. I ain't no snitch. I ain't snitching on my parents. Now, I will talk about West Indian culture in general. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and say that okay, spanking is definitely a thing in West Indian culture. Now, did I witness my parents dole out some when I was a Ute kid? Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> you but, witnessed them, huh? You but, witnessed them. You know, but this is the thing, though, because I'm glad you're actually, this is an interesting conversation because this is something that's become a big thing recently. And I think even Charles Barkley, he got in trouble for this because he was saying, like, you know, he was like, spank your kids. He was advocating for spanking your kids because... It's been a form of discipline that's, I guess, become looked at as um, archaic, I guess, abusive now at this point. So a lot of people with the modern day sensibilities that we have now, they look at it as child abuse for the most part. So, um, you know, I'm still of a traditional mind where if your kids are out of line, I don't see anything wrong really with, you know, giving them a spank on the bum or, you know, on the hand. But I get the argument for why people are against it. And I see why they're against it. Let me ask you this then, and I'll, Salter, I'll ask you the same question after you explain too. But um, if you did have kids, or when you have kids, what, how, what is your ideal way of disciplining them? If you've ever thought about it, hmm. me? You're asking me this? Yes. Both of you. Yeah, ready you too, though. Yeah, I know. You know, I I think like disciplining your kids. From what I've learned, you know, obviously it's different from being a parent where you're the final, you're the decider versus somebody who works with kids. But having worked with kids of various ages, not in any, you know, like baby, like official babysitting capacity, but I would have to say that there's ways of communicating with children that doesn't require, I think spanking is overemphasized as a, as kind of like, even as a last resort, I understand it, but I don't think it's necessary, man. Right. We underestimate and we sit, you know, we've, we've become more aware of it now. Kids understand more than we know. It's just they, it's the way you explain it in the context that they have for what it is that they've done wrong and what, how they can be better. It really depends on your patience and ability to explain it. I, but I personally believe that you should not have to resort to spanking your kids. Yeah. I've, see, I've seen it. I agree. I agree. Like, um, again, it's just growing up old school and just that's kind of the way it was but that's not the excuse now to continue to do something that's not a good look so to speak or whatever like just to say well that's just the way it always has been doesn't mean that you should always continue to go on in that fashion right so this uh tia maori i guess is what she was saying that um tell them what they did wrong her approach at least was 
she's saying you're being impatient if you're resorting to spanking your kids. So taking the time yep. to tell them what's wrong and why what they did was wrong is her approach. And I agree with that approach. And I think that's that's that sounds like a healthy way of parenting, basically, in terms of, you know, disciplining your kids. Disciplinary actions, like, they could be all the classics. Like, you ground them, take something away from them that they enjoy, whether it's, you know, their their PlayStation or, you know, let there be consequences for what they've done if they're not, if the message isn't getting through to them. But mm-hmm. um, there's lots of things you can do outside of spanking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, for me, even just thinking of, like, like, obviously, I'm not thinking about having kids, like, soon right but like but like uh i think like even just like a cool kind of discipline that happened to me when i was a kid was actually with one of my aunts now it wasn't anything physical but it was like a teamwork thing like it was me and three of my cousins and one of us did something wrong and so basically she put all four of us on the big kitchen tiles and like we couldn't move and like if we moved like then we'd have to stay longer i don't know i thought it was cool because that sounds a bit abusive <laughs> that's cool. that's, that sounds but, a, that but, sounds a wee bit like but like it was better than like getting beat like, right right i used to get the beats right. like really bad <laughs> like, and nina outs know? her parents on the radio right away no go. hesitation snitching I, on her parents on the radio man, there was this this shout out to this white lady at, i think it was the bay or leon's or toys res or one of those places apparently when i was a kid i was in the store we were leaving and then i was having a hissy fit because i wanted something and my dad went back to slap me and he winded up and the lady cracked his arm <laughs> it was like don't do that <laughs> <laughs> wow. honestly i probably got even in more trouble when i got home of course like... <laughs> that again, see that's that's a hard part of it too like should you step in to tell another parent how to discipline their kid no yeah. no i don't yeah. think so yeah. no yeah. no yeah. way you know i might i might i might look at them when scorn i might, I no, might but this, it sounds disgust, like this woman literally I'm... physically intervened and stopped Stop. nina's father from giving her the beats right yeah so you know what i, I would have to st- that's a tough one it depends on how wild it looked i mean a a dad a dad winding up his hand to to spank his his daughter a hand is nothing come on you don't know about west indian no 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 a hand is not nothing ready fox it depends on the hand is heavy the hand is heavy because this is a a thing that used to piss me off about my parents bro they would always tell me every time i fought my sisters because we're three girls we fist fought all the time up until (laughs) we were like 20 like literally so like like we would fight and they're like your hand is so much heavier than theirs like you can't fight with them like that i'm like excuse me who is slapping me across the face with their heavy hands you know but west indian parents again and i can really only speak from jamaican experience and i'm not saying this about my parents per se but i had other friends who had parents that were also into beating their kids yeah had they had belts they used the broomstick i got the belt too okay Wow, Nina's just <laughs> snitching straight up on all her parents. But you know why? Because the statute of limitations on child abuse is passed now. This okay. is like years ago. Well, let's get to some of these responses. We only have like three yeah. minutes left, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, so a couple people, yeah, on social media had their own opinions about it. One person said, "I agree. I used to get beat and still did what I wanted." that's fact i definitely wish my parents had better communication skills thankfully i've learned from their lack and put that effort and communication in with my kids it's all about knowing different discipline styles without physical violence i agree yeah um someone else said there's a time to spank a child and it's there's a time to talk to a child it's up to the parent to know the difference so wait do we Um, agree with this is there a time to spank a child or is there never a time to spank it's never a right time i don't know man i want to say when i have kids i'm never gonna like touch them but like 
you never know when, like, how Nina, you're going to beat your kids. <laughs> Just admit it. I can, but, like, I look at my mom, and my mom is literally, like, anybody who knows my mom, any of my friends, coworkers, anyone, my mom is the most loving person in the world. Like, she will, she used to take in my own friends as her own kids, like, you know? So, like, to think that like, my mom used to beat us, like, if you look at her now, you're like, there's no way she ever did that. Like, mm-hmm. she loves kids. She will cry holding a random baby, like, you know? Right. So, like, I, I sit there and I think the same thing. I'm not going to do it, but, like, my mom did it. And, like, I never thought she would do that. So, break the cycle, <laughs> Nina. Yeah, yeah, I'll break the cycle. I won't do it. My okay. kids are going to be good anyways. Like, Sure. <laughs> no, they're not. They're going to be troublesome just like you. Come on. And I'm going to know all the tricks because I had all the tricks. Right. You're not going to know the future tricks. Are they're there any virtual tricks? Any other responses? We got a minute left. Anything? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, me. Sorry. I thought you were. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh, yeah. Someone else said that they got beat often, but they got talked to before they got beat, while they got beat, and after they got beat. <laughs> And how they did what they did was unacceptable. And the uh, last person said, parenting styles are different. No book or person should influence you on how to raise or discipline your children. Every child is different. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's week's this week's edition of No Better Take from a bunch of un a bunch of childrenless adults. Yeah. <laughs> but don't take us seriously. No, don't 100%. listen to us. Oh, no, no, listen to us. Listen to us. We have valuable insights. We were kids once. We remember how that felt. But that's that's the (laughs) thing. Parents, people with kids never want to hear anything from people without kids. That's yeah, just true. the way it is. They don't want to hear Nathan from us. And I wanted to focus on our own experience. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I will say this. Obviously, we're out of time right now. But the last thing I'll say about it is I remember be, when I was be, getting beaten, my only Your parents thing beat was, you? Mm. Oh, if, 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 hypothetically speaking, hypothetically. Not all of our parents. Wow. <laughs> hypothetically speaking, when my parents beat me. Hypothetically. <laughs> um, I don't remember. All I remember is kind of like when they say you go to jail to become a better criminal. I just learned how to not get caught. <laughs> If I if I was to I mean I obviously I was a good youth overall but I mean obviously it, I think I think the lessons I think it's positive uh, reaffirmations work better than negative so yeah I'll that's definitely that something I want to implement with my kids yeah. but yeah yeah I, I, yeah it's better to inspire than it is to rule with fear uh, unless you're a, a warmonger right. all right. We got to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Ready's giving me the wrap-up finger. That means we are literally out of time. We appreciate you. Make sure you follow us at hashtag Vibe105 on Twitter and Instagram. We will see you all once again next week. We will be back right here on Vibe105. This has been Hashtag. Have a great week. We are clear, ladies and gentlemen. But listen, don't be your kids. Show. But you know what? That's well, we how it goes. At a decent time, nine forty. Normally, this is when we're done. We wrap up the blast podcast segment, and we yeah. don't need to give them another podcast segment. Sorry. No, guys. we don't. We don't. We know. We can. We can wrap up now. We everybody listening to the podcast realized it was action packed at this point. Yeah, uh, and we we just oh. had so many technical issues that it pushed us back on our timing. So we we got to get going. But thank you for li- again. We appreciate everybody that listens to the podcast. We have about I'd say, I don't know. 50 loyal listeners that just tune in like or listen to the podcast all the time. And again, 80% of them are women. 
85% of them are women. So ladies, thank no, you I, so much. They're smart because women are smarter than men. Thank you so much for listening to the show and the podcast. We appreciate it. Am I you. pandering? I was pandering a little bit there. No, you're not okay. pandering. It's... No, it's a good pander. No, thank yeah, you. no, honestly, ladies, we appreciate it. Men, for the few guys that are out there listening to the show, we appreciate you as well. So thank yeah. you for tuning in and listening to us rant about shit. And yeah. we are out of here, y'all. Y'all have a great week. Oh, and we will... real quick, Solitaire, make your announcement. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this, at, at, well, you probably are listening to this uh, after August the 19th, the new video single, Solliverse, is out right now. Stream it. And I'm doing something a little different. I'm releasing it on, on YouTube. And if you like the single, you can actually go to the link in my YouTube page to purchase the signal, uh, the single, and uh, support an artist uh, being uh, getting ready to release uh, an album and more material on the way. Solliverse is out right now. The video is playing, streaming on YouTube. Like uh, that. And you can follow me on my socials at Solitaire Music on all platforms. And bad like that. And bad like that is uh, is obviously out right now as well. And we are working on the big video for that as well stay tuned for more details about that as well all right and we are out ladies and gentlemen you have yourself a safe great week and recording we will stop y'all. oh sorry i forgot to that. that's okay you and can we will, finish it finish and we, will, and we uh it's been one of those days Nina. it's okay like you know that's phase. for video but audio still going so finish up yeah we're out yeah we're out, we're out of here y'all we're out of here peace <laughs>